Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese. I'm your host. It is the February 17, 2018 edition. And today we've got a packed house special guest. First up, we've got Josh Torres. Hey, what's up, everyone? Hey. Uh, we've got Adam Vitali. Hey. Hey. Uh, James Glizio. Hello. Hello. Uh, Adam Reese. Hello. Hello. Uh, and we got Chow Min Wu. What's up? The return of Chow. Thank you very much for participating again. So... That's everybody, right? I introduced everyone. I think I did. All right, cool. All right, so yeah, it's uh, it's getting it's getting kind of nuts here. Um, we're up to episode ninety nine of our podcast, which is kind of crazy because uh, we started this a few years ago. It previously was a, a monthly podcast, then it became a bi weekly podcast, and then a weekly podcast. So next week we'll be celebrating our hundredth episode. Probably with nothing much, because honestly, this week was pretty dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, I know, Josh, so we're good time. There, there, we'll, we'll be firing off fireworks at the yes. introduction of the next one. Right into the microphone. Yes. And oh. Illegally in California. Oh, yeah. We're going to start some fires here in California. I don't... Oh, oh. Figure Roman candles. Speaking, yes. Uh, so, yeah, let's, let's get right into it. So, um... Before we get into the news, we always like to talk about the games that we've been playing. So, first up, uh, we'll start with the game that's not an RPG. So, uh, Adam Reese, of course, you, and I know Josh Torres, you too, uh, both have been playing some Dynasty Warriors 9. Uh, uh, some of you, I, I think both of you, are on, are on the same launch. You got the, the day one patch and all that stuff. And yet, I've been hearing some real mixed things about that game. So, why don't you talk about a little bit about it? Adam, you you go ahead. Yeah, mixed is, uh, is being generous. It's even on Steam, it's got mostly negative reviews. I mean, that's like, you can expect that kind of harsh reaction to anything, but in this game, I think it's pretty much totally worth it, even not like including the reviews that are saying, oh, they didn't include Chinese dubs like they did in the PS4 version, like they do on the PC. Like, they did they did on PS4, they just did do it on PC, so now people are angry about that, because like, well, you gave me less of a game here. But uh, so I, I personally played it on the PC. I think Josh... Did you play it on PS4? Yeah, I'm not playing it on PC as well. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I didn't touch the PS4. After hearing the the really terrible performance on the PS4, which kind of it kind of got alleviated with this uh, a recent patch on it, but at the cost of like higher frame rates to get a blurrier picture. If you yeah. want a more crisp picture, it'll be, uh, you know, obviously the performance is all over the place with like 15 to 20 FPS at bigger battles. I'll just I'm not I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, so I think I we both have pretty version. beefy computers, and even then, it's like. Uh, I I had to like I started at high settings because you're gonna high and then I'm just like struggling to go through cities like it's almost stopping entirely and I'm running into soldiers that aren't there and I was like okay I got dial it back let me try medium it's like it's I mean just, just to just just to roll it back a little bit Dynasty Warriors Nine obviously is kind of the big like departure from your usual Dynasty yeah, Warriors yeah. game it's a they they kind of they made it fully open world this time that with the whole scope of it being hey you can travel all over China uh, for this whole thing <laughs> in the same so way you can travel all across the United possible. States. The I mean, yeah, it's a, it reminds you of the crew in a sense. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the crew. You can go through the United States, like <laughs> except you don't minutes. have cars here, you know. Yeah, yeah. so it's you kind of find like, radio installations on the hill. Like, <laughs> I think that's a pretty dumb concept for a war game. It is. It's yeah, I mean, really the here. idea of like, I mean, like you know, Arma or something. They did like open world and uh, it's huge, uh, massive battlefield, but in this case, like Dynasty Wars Nine, with the way that they did it, it just it ended up like okay, okay, in the Battle of Chain Bond, like uh, you're facing off against Zhang Fei, 
uh, you see him on this like random like dinky bridge, like it's like wider than usual. Like it just looks like somebody added a bunch of di- like uh, copied and pasted like bridge width until they got to a point where it's like okay, this seems big enough. And then like okay, you face John Fay. He's by himself on this bridge. You take he's like very much in the center. Like anybody could just walk around him if they wanted to. Like oh. Like probably couldn't reach him in time the way it has. Uh, it has all the Jake of an open world of an open world game of a yeah. Uh, what it, you doesn't it, it also heard it's like it's pretty like uh, bland. Like it, there's nothing much to it's, do. It's, yeah. Everything's like it, most of it is flat. When like, you think about it, they tried to depict uh, ancient China like not not necessarily like there's the most realistic like the picture of like ancient China, but you know when the, you go visit China, start, yeah. there's a lot of desert in China, and over the years that that desertation of china has only you know increased so you know at the, at the starting area depending on who you start like the, like say you uh, played south Sao, you uh, usually how, started yeah, central cool. central china central china is a very you know deserty kind of area when you go southern more to the southern uh, areas of china there it's more green it's more like kind of forest so yeah, you know towards there, non-mon territory there, and there, but there's the color palette of it is just kind of just bland overall. Even if you set, you know, dynamic shadows, even even though if you set like, you know, kind of all oh, these those dynamic settings, shadows, they flickered like head yeah. and in buildings. Like it's just everything started flashing black, and I was like, oh no, I'm having a seizure. What's going on? It sounds horribly unoptimized. Yeah, like a typical Koei Tecmo. Like it's like a hit, really hit and miss. Almost yeah, especially miss. the PC port. Especially uh, the PC port. There's some neat things with like you know the the lighting effects. Like you know sunset it, sunsets in it look really uh, quite nice. But the the weird thing, I don't know if there's like all for P, all for the PC version, but like rain is <laughs> there's like no rain effects in here. Like you see like your character's face wet. You see like when I first oh, like sweating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, when I first started this game i thought this just looked really weird because i was like okay like there's like a weird glean and sheen on the floor and then i started listening i was like wait is that rain i see and i see in cutscenes <laughs> that there's like that, you know yeah people are just like it looks like they're just like fucking sweating <laughs> it's, it's like, like it's wow. really hot in china well, so, i don't know so, i didn't know you oh, were man it's the so summer fine. you know yeah it's a it's a the it's desert. a very weird ambitious thing and i think i don't think it's a good game i don't i think it's a very um even on in a PS4, meeting i'm sorry uh, I've been playing it on a PC. Um, yeah, we both played on yeah, PC. But, yeah, I, on PS4, like uh, you know, you get you get all the bad with this game, inherent like you know, flawed structure of this game, plus uh, you know, performance issues out the ass. Yeah. So I that's, mean, that's, like that's I've even heard, game. like you know, Jim Sterling did a video on this from his own little perception. And whenever like somebody asks me, like, oh, what's so bad about this new Dynasty Warriors game? I always point them towards Jim Sterling's video because he, he hits every single problem I had with the game, maybe a bit more harshly than I would do it, but oh, that's because Jim. I'm not Jim Sterling. Yeah. But uh, but, uh, but he's like, he hits every single problem I have to the point where I think uh, Josh, I'm not sure how many of them you've played, but I would have to say this is the worst Dynasty Warriors game of the entire series. I think I like it better than Dynasty Warriors Six. Uh, I guess uh, the Six, oh, uh, Six got better too. with the PS with the PS2, uh, which they brought over to the PC. The stuff they changed with the PS2 version, I think it got uh, good enough for I could say that it's better than even this. Like there's better, there's more characters, there's more like representation from certain characters that you were expecting to see much earlier in the series or. Although some weird choices like Cao Shu is like he dies pretty early on, but then like like you expect like to see Sal Han, which is like Sal Sao's brother, but he doesn't get like 
his own little unique so, uh, so, character yet. So I mean, here, here's what I but here's what I like about it that makes it stand out to me than Dynasty Warrior Six. Like the the new battle system is kind of it seems bland on its surface, but it's an evolution of like the Renbu system, uh, in a sense. It, instead of like mashing square, 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 like in the Renbu, and then this is like context sensitive. Yeah, especially before you got infinite. Rem- yeah, it it, it, it sucked. It was very it was very bland and did had like no variation. And then you know your typical uh, Dynasty Warriors uh, style gameplay. Uh, like in anything but six before this, you had the you know smash square and then triangle ender. Uh, you had you know just typical square 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 triangle. Yeah, that's an ender square triangle. That's another ender. You know everyone knows the dynasty warriors uh, style at this point. So what they did with nine is they had this new flow system, and you know it's still very much you open up your attacks in square, but then um, you have uh, different uh, kind of context sensitive um, kind of enders now where you, ha- you have a basic combo with square as always, but then anytime during that combo, you can hold, hold down R1, and when you hold down R1, it shows like a, your, your face buttons, and then, but they all do different stuff now. So you do R1 plus square, that's a stun attack. R1 plus triangle is a launcher. R1 plus X is uh, not a knockdown, and then R1 plus circle is like a, a character-specific skill. Knockdown so, or down attack, either or. Yeah, uh, so it, it's kind of cool because you can kind of mix these up uh, in any certain order and like, you know, kind of you kind of make your own cre- uh, create customized combos because some some knockdown enders might be really good AOEs. Like I know Diao Chan's uh, has her sp- uh, sp- like doing a like tornado kind of dance, which is kind of cool when you mix it up with her unique skill because her unique skill inflicts poison on everyone, turns her whip into poison. And then when you do uh, uh, her tornado attack, it shows like a poison tornado in it. And that's actually really co- a really cool visual that's effect. A good, that's good. Yeah. 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 I would yeah. say this though, like uh, point one, Jean Ha, he does not have his claws. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's the best part. Yeah. He had the stupid claws. Yeah, they he took away like, his claws just like go. Dynasty War 6 they- a halberd, but in this one, they give him like a fan of daggers or whatever. It's just like I, I really do. This. I really do like the animation work that they did for this, especially when you start seeing like the more intimate ones, like you know, going back to the Chan's like launcher. She does like a, a very like intimate like you know twirl uh, after like the the launch attack, like a flourish. It's, a, it's, a, bit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's actually kind of it's actually real nice. Uh, it took away a lot of and and whatnot. So I actually like that aspect of it. I also like I, I like the concept on paper on nine because when you when you bring it to a meeting, <laughs> it sounds fucking cool. Because nine ha like I before this, I've only played the most recent Dynasty Warriors games. I actually really put time into was like Dynasty Warriors five. I touched a little bit of seven and eight, but I didn't like the heaven, man, and earth, rock, paper, scissors kind of system. That, yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of change weapons. And- yeah, yeah. I mean, th- this weird. goes back to more traditional style of you know, uh, everyone has that. Like, was one favorite of the best weapon. ones, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then before, and then warriors in general, like with this cast, I I really put a lot of time to warriors of Rochi three, and I like that. Yeah, that's like uh, that's, that's a great game. Favorites. You know, it's also a good game. So Goku Bizarre three. That game. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I want to go back that, to it. But it's, you know, I want to ask, like, yeah. it, what if? Um, what if they came out with Dynasty Warriors Night Empires? Because people who don't know, the Empires like uh, versions of these games tend to be a lot more well received because it's more uh, the heavier emphasis on conquering people's territories, mm-hmm. things like that, and it's a lot more strategic and, and enjoyable that way. It's actually something that uh, people who play these games, I think, that's part of the reason they come to it because it's kind of interesting learning about the history of these places while taking them over. Do you think that I that would be a, a better version of that? I, I think. think that- Oh, go for it. Yeah, go for oh, it. I was going to say that they should have just integrated in this game because it seems like something where they 
you have this like uh, big capital city. Like if you go to Zhuchan, it's pretty like humongous. You think they just integrate like base building into that, uh, but they don't. And it's just all like you just run around this like okay, this is a fully realized city, and you know, there's uh, NPCs doing like little interactions like washing clothes and training and doing all this different stuff that civilian life and military life do together. And but yeah. like. With the mil- with the empires, I think that you'd have to you'd have to do more than simple base building. You'd have to like make it a way so you could stand off. I guess like okay, go here to start the battle instead of like roaming around. But I don't know. I don't- this doesn't this doesn't fix the inherent flaws of that nine because the inherent flaws of nine are just uh, like a very bland mission structure. Like all your missions yeah. are are essentially ninety five percent of them are hey kill these one or two dudes to like you know secure supplies or like these are scroll up. above their heads go after them and kill them and it's exactly over. it's a, it's a lot of uh quest markers and I can see where you know Koei Tecmo and Omega Force you know kind of look uh, like a when I talked to Kite but who's on uh, on staff we were talking about this and it's essentially what their um their vision of like what an open world like Romance of the Three Kingdoms game would look like you know the their strategy RPG uh series and i i agree with him and also that you can see a little bit of like blade storm and kessen influences in yeah i was gonna say it seemed more like blade storm kessen i would have liked to have seen some more if it was it was going to use like blade storm it seems to be the closest approximation because of going from uh base to base and oh this to this large map but uh kessen i think it would have been if it, I think that might go more into Empire's territory if it wanted to be like Kessen, because like Dynasty Warriors Eight Empires was like the perfect fusion of Dynasty Warriors and Romance of the Three Kingdoms I've seen so far. And, That's, I mean, uh, I, I I covered Bladestorm Nightmare for the site, and I had yeah, a I, great, I had a great time site. with it. And the the thing is, is that uh, it had gigantic maps, but uh, there was still plenty of areas where there was nothing much to do like it was mostly just trying to get from point a to point b or going like trying to grab your units this is exactly that that's the thing it's like but it's not open world in the sense it's just that you still go back to a hub and and do like it's basically like a mission based type of game so like i feel like that probably would have done better than something like this where like it's trying to be yeah i don't know because okay so (laughs) how they handle this open world is you always have access to like the entire open world at any given time. And I feel like that's like kind of a bad decision Yeah, because the, the, I feel like they could have just like isolated the like segments of the open world to like relevant areas because it just feels too pointless. That's some time. invisible it, it does, walls or something it, would have been it, nice. It, it does. Pro, it does provide. Well, not really. I, no, I meant more like this way of like containing <laughs> yeah. the action within certain so, areas. What this game really does really well is kind of provide context of like the geopolitical situation of like, because back in Dynasty Warriors, you were just going from mission to mission, kind of just nodding at the story, like, okay, I guess this is where we're at now. But you had, like, no sense of time and place. And this game does a, a really good job finally finally giving, like, you know, a where, where Shangban is and why, uh, you know, how the where Shapi Castle is and why it's so important, like, for these uh, resources from this, like, one uh, castle to make it there. So you have a, a better vision of, like, the map and say, okay, this is actually why it's important to, like, secure this route and, like, where reinforcements would come from. I would from. have liked so, if they showed more of, like, yeah. okay, Osasau's father died. We didn't see that. Like if, a- they, if they lean more into that and kind of, like, spruced it up, like, the, the production values of that to, so it feels like your actions made a more of a difference down the line in, in this war... Uh, between these kingdoms, I think that would be really cool. Like, I like how the well, I just this mission earlier today. 
when you you know you're finally uh slaying lubu um yeah obviously at the battle shop he castle they do a really good like cinematic of that of where you finally like do these uh like optional side objectives but you can you know choose to actually do the do the flood of shopee castle there and it has a nice cinematic of like the the, the, dynasty warriors seven and eight they had this separate section in the corner of the map where you went and took down gaoshan one of his uh generals and uh took over the floodgates and then uh, took care of that to kind of it was yeah. the same with like Fawn Castle and stuff. Yeah, so like the, the but the cinematic of it of like you know the peasants like very much like worrying about oh shit there's actually a water attack and it like it shows like the severity and the veracity of it and what oh the, no what water attack it, it, uh... no I mean that that was a big thing. <laughs> like you know that was a big deal so I was like okay that's a really cool thing or that that historic scene of in Shahodun you know get shot in the eye with an arrow you know oh yeah. And that, and it's a, it's a weird segregated thing. That, like, I, I like that you, you they can... started showing him with both eyes before the battle because, like, yeah, for the longest time, you're like, "What happened to you?" <laughs> yeah. he, but like, you can easily the, in the earlier games, he'd be shot in the same eye and nothing would change. It's like, okay, you already had an eye patch over it. It's just like, oh, good thing I have this already. But like, you can, it's a, it's a weird thing that you easily miss these things because you have this how they structure this. Is to advance the game. You have like these eras, you know, like the at the very beginning. You have the yellow turbans. Then you have Dong Zhuo's tyranny, and you have these key like base objectives. But you can like use do additional side objectives that like correlate with this main objective. Yeah, and they lower the but, difficulty of the main mission. But like. But in order to advance the story, you need to like you know do this. You can do it right away if you want to, and mm-hmm. and on paper it'll be like super tough. You know, if you don't do, if you don't do this, if you don't do these on side paper. objectives to kind of lower the difficulty of this and see how like like can je- like these events lead up to like the this main campaign this main mission of why they're so important so but the, there's like these neat but it's so de-emphasized the tutorial research this game is very poor like you don't you have no you have no sense of like wait why is this open world what do i do they only have like these brief pop-ups that don't really do like a lot of anything to to kind of get you a better sense yeah. you kind of have to tinker yeah. around with it <laughs> and it, it takes it takes a bit to like actually like, it's not that intuitive, no. Yeah, it, you need to get, get in the groove of like, okay, this is exactly how it works, and it's and it has like all that weird jank of like, you know, like an FF eight where how you can get uh, Squall's like ultimate Lionheart weapon on disc one. You can pretty much do the same thing in this, where you can like get like ultimate weapons and easy money and stuff. Yeah, I just like, just my I managed to get the coin over. that I can only unlock. Like for Sasa's weapon, I only got one of the parts of his weapon because you have to get like three parts, and I only got the first. But yeah, there's like crap. I wanted to, I could go get this EX weapon right away, but I just couldn't find the. And that's and that's another thing that like they like they just took like all like the biggest open world like things that they can find and it's like oh this thing has uh resource gathering you can craft things now <laughs> and so you can, I, like, why <laughs> and you I don't know why like this thing like it's even kind of copies. <laughs> they took way too many notes on, like, say, Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. They couldn't figure oh, out, like, a whole Although if they like... added climbing, it would have been nice. Well, only only beyond, beyond just, like, you know, they have these watchtowers where you can, like, oh, when you get up on them, of course, they do that pan, 360 yeah, swoop pan, around in a circle. And, yeah, and then ridiculous. you'll see, like, you see these little points in the map. You're an and then, call. <laughs> so so even, even beyond that, you have, you have, like, the old Assassin's Creed, like, battle system kind of in there as well, where you have, like, states of... Uh, having your weapon uh, out or weapon like sheath, and the, if you could and, use fists, that would have been awesome. But <laughs> you can you can only you can only run when your weapon is sheathed, and you can also do like stealth mode only when your weapon is sheathed. So like the main farming method, for example, for these little scrolls 
is you go to this like northwest area of the map by the Great Wall, and you kind of hunt down these level, uh, these high level bandits that'll yeah, like they have uh, names above their heads and all that. Uh, so and then you know, uh, so but when you're in stealth mode, when your weapon is sheathed, your uh, your uh, bow uh, and arrows do a one hit kill. If you're like, especially like, the poison if you ones, yeah. If it doesn't matter what arrows you have, it'll no. it'll one hit kill them. And so that's kind of how how you farm these little mats. It, it won't it won't do it for animals like and they stay and still. Shit. That's the thing; yeah. they don't react. And, 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 and they did and they do weird programming things that like what you would expect like in a drag, like a Dragon Quest speed run, where uh, so when you kill the, these bandits and they have the, these little high level peons that you don't want to deal with, so you kill the chief and then you pan the camera off them for a second and then look back on there and then they're all gone. Because oh, that's yeah, just yeah, how, the, yeah. how the game engine works. So, <laughs> so the general, they all turn GTA white. The cars, you look away and they come back. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's, like a weird, it, it's a weird like thing that like you only really think about like when you're like speed running something or want to break a game. So it's like, okay, I guess this is this is the way they programmed it. There's also like uh, Adam uh, mentioned a little earlier. It's like they, I, I'm fine that there's no climbing mechanics. Just uh, honestly, giving everyone a grappling hook is kind of like the best and worst thing ever. It yeah. kind of it you don't have to deal with like oh i have to like go find like a platform on this like castle to mount it it's just you hit r1 on like any surface in the fucking game it's 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 also weird like how to get out of water and you can't like jump out of water to get onto land use your grappling hook out of water to just get on you can use it on on mountains you could use it like in it it inclines on mountains it like goes straight up and it's like oh i'm climbing nothing so this devolves the game into uh, every mission that you have someone to kill, and they're like stuck in this uh, castle. On the, what they really wanted to use, like you know, work with your, t- your army to get the, the sea tramp through. Weapons, yeah. yeah, to get through this. In reality, what you do is you go up to a castle wall, you hit R one to grapple across it. You can, if you want, you can uh, break down the gate from the inside to open it from the inside. But why would you? But, they're not going to help. And, and and then you you go beeline for the general, uh, however means necessary, whether you're uh, tra- traversing on rooftops or whatever. Um, and go kill them, and then you have to wait like ten to fifteen seconds for the, all the dialogue to catch up. So yeah, I said this in uh, chat, but I would have liked to have. They made it so like, oh, these soldiers are up there; they're going to cut down your grappling hook, and, and like just some like kind of way to stop you from just beeline straight for the general. Like if they just had a way of like stopping you from doing that, and you have to work with the siege weapons. Like in Dynasty Warrior Six, you had to wait for the siege ladders to get up, but and this I is think- just. Yeah. It, it's 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 a messy game. I mean, it, yeah. it's a, it's not not well thought out, but it has a, an interesting concept on paper. There are yeah, they, they combined a lot of elements from separate, from previous games, like the siege weapons they introduced in, like all the way going back to four. Yeah, and, so I, yeah. yeah I, I put about maybe fifteen hours into it so far. I, I'm enjoying myself, but I don't yeah, think it's, it's actually. Probably, you're probably enjoying uh, it because it's mostly that. Dynasty Warriors yeah. is what you're yeah, enjoying, not the old yeah. stuff. It, uh, like I said. I'm 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 very very impressed like at how many like characters they can get on screen at a single time like uh, when you put the 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 characters to the maximum setting there are literally like hundreds hundreds of soldiers it's on perspective screen it's growth time. the series has grown for sure since yeah, it was yeah exactly I th- I think I, I don't want them to abandon this idea just yeah just kind of ex- like try to think about it a little bit more full, fully flesh it out I understand like you know much like how Yakuza six kind of did a lot of like technical backend things to enhance it at, at the, yeah the, the dragon engine they have a they have this interesting like, you know layout and engine now on their hands and i think moving forward i think they should kind of refine it and kind of fully flesh it out a bit more before they kind of 
give in to everyone's demands of like, oh no, this open world is shit. It's like it's 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 not as good as it could be, but there's a there's a a great game somewhere hidden down in there. And it's, I want it's, some kind it's kind of, of bizarre because I'm sorry, I didn't I mean to cut you off at the end, but like it's because mm-hmm. I mean this is Omega Force. Like took it in yeah. too. I thought it was a good open world game uh, because right. it took the Monster Hunter formula and made it open world. Like not even Monster Hunter figured that out yet, and I thought I, I had a great time with it. But then they come to something like, like all right, now that we've done this for Tokyo, then let's try this on Dynasty Warriors. Uh, but it, I don't know. It sounds like it's more like a technical mess than it is an actual like you know game design. Yeah, mess. yeah. Well, I, I, I think so in some, because in some respects there, there, there are still there are still like you know fundamental flaws in that structure that they can sure, the core. search certain you know i will say this though this is my last point i'll make this is the easiest i've ever defeated lubu in any dynasty warriors game oh you pursue lubu you're not supposed to do that don't pursue lubu uh, I and, heard Jim Sterling say the same thing about Lubu being a pushover. That's, I will. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it's, so it's, it's very it's very reliant on level. So, like, once you see it, once you start like bumping up the level to like hard and chaos, you have to be at certain inter, inter, like intervals. You can't go to, like a hard and chaos at like level five or level ten. Like, you're just gonna get fucking one or two shotted. Oh, well, before that day one patch, I was having the same trouble with five enemies as I was against level, six, and I was like five. So I, so I played I, it since then, and it seems like it's gotten a little better with that. But it seems like the easiest like way of like showing like your power is to get that attack times two pickup, because otherwise it's like I'm having the same like diff- same like series of same number of attacks on every single enemy. But like I, I'm fi- I'm fine with the difficulty as is because it's very scalable. You, I mean, you can surpass it like just by gaining levels, and it, there's actually a noticeable increase in difficulty from like normal to hard. For example, with AI behavior, like they start rolling away, they start you know really like it's like their blocking starts becoming a problem. So you have to kind of roll behind them and, and they, they start being a lot more aggressive. So I'm, I'm fine with like where the AI is right now because hardened chaos are, are very much more noticeably difficult than normal in that game. And I think uh, people get the wrong idea when they see, and I, you know, I, I was subject to this too a few days ago when they saw like, <laughs> you saw new levels of negative on Steam. On Steam, you saw you saw overwhelming negative and very negative levels. I've never seen that, that before. Honestly, they same here. Yeah, and I think I was, it was like, like most of that bizarre. Chinese dub problem. Yeah, so like the the, the, the reason game. why, yeah, the reason why I started digging more into this uh, uh, was why it was that was the case. Is you know, as you mentioned, like you know, a lot of Chinese players started review bombing this game of like, hey, there's no Chinese dub in it. Why? There, there's there it is in the PS4 version. I'm not sure if it's an Xbox, Xbox One version or if that's a Sony agreement for that Chinese dub. But I, I, I can I can definitely understand why they're mad because you know when Blaze Blue Central Fiction came over here with no English dub, even though the previous Blaze Blues came here with the English dub, and it was a pretty good English dub. Yeah, like. You know, I imagine the Chinese market felt the same way. It's yeah. like, hey, we finally got this game, and there's a Chinese dub in it. Why the fuck is it not like a, a game set in China? Why is it, why can't we? Uh, it's, it's like it's yeah. our negative native language. It's authentic, it. yeah. It's, and speaking of English dub, uh, I was going to say that they seem to have like turned their backs on the union uh, voice actors, like the ones that like are unionized. I forget what the name of the union is called, but it's Sagatra. like Sagatra. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they just they seem to have like ditched all of them because it, it now it's like utilitarian like they just like they just speak their lines. It's not so bad. It's good like Dynasty Warriors three. It's just it's uh, it, like they, it's, very av- it's like mediocre or average. Do you like, know that for a fact, or are you just guessing? Yes, I know that for a fact because every single character I couldn't hear. And also Jim Sterling made the point that 
they seem to not have used. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know if anything's confirmed at that point. I mean, it, it seems like it on its surface, but nothing has yeah, actually come out. No, I'm just saying I can't recognize a scene. And I've played these games religiously for like tens and tens of hours. I can tell you the voices like of every single character of the game and the previous ones, but not the actors, but I can tell whose voice was it. And all of them are gone. Yeah, it sounds like it. unless uh, the voice direction change, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Well, uh, the, that mean, was overall, yeah, yeah, overall, it's just you can you can see Omega Force poured their heart and soul in this game, like three years of development plus obviously a little longer than that, and you see it like in little like small details. It's just it's just a very ambitious game, and it's like that's a hard task to put, to put up. Uh, yeah, you know? so I, I think it's not as awful or dreadful as everyone makes it seem, but I, I will agree that's not a good enough. game. Yeah. The only one bummed out, and he's been covering that thing religiously himself on, on his Twitter account. So, well, let's move on because that was more Dynasty Warriors than I expected us to talk about, even <laughs> if it's a cool game. Uh, so, uh, a mix, actually, mixed game. What am I talking about? A cool game. Uh, so, another game. Actually, this is kind of interesting because this is a game that I've been really wanting to play myself, and I just not have not gone around to playing it my, uh, yet. So, Adam, you also were playing Little Creatures, which is the um, horror game that came out last year under Ben Namco. Was uh, that Little Nightmares? Yeah, little, that little, little creatures is something else. I think. Oh, that's the, I'm sorry. I thought mm-hmm. I was. I, I got the names mixed up. What's uh, what's little creatures? I actually, don't write. Don't know that. No, little nightmares. Wait. Little creatures is something else. Uh, little nightmares. You put is little the creatures. One. I know, but what what what, oh, what is little creatures? That's I, what I'm asking. I get that mixed up in my head all the time. I'm sorry. Oh, you I, meant uh, little uh, nightmares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I'd, I'd never heard of anything and called Little right. Creatures before. So, uh, unless it's a, like that bug game from like yeah, the, Bug Island, the, 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 <laughs> spi- the scorpion and spider game from exactly. the Wii. Deadly creatures, deadly creatures, yeah, creatures, yeah. Deadly yeah, creatures yeah, yeah. right? It's the both. It's yeah. a crossover. So what's a <laughs> I little? Wish, uh, I wish they what's a what's a little nightmares like? Uh, it it calls to mind a lot of the same like uh it it hits a lot of the same notes that something like Inside or Limbo does where you're like you're this little kid uh you're going through this game with like this giant enemies and or at least giant in comparison to your size and you're uh, it seems to like be hitting the same emotional and uh, visual notes as those games in the sense like oh wow this all this is happening you know it's all this gluttony, all this, like, these sins of man and all that. And, uh, like, you start off, like, you're just this tiny girl named Six, and you're in this, like, the size, like, you can, your bed is a suitcase <laughs> or something. And all you have for, like, a clue is that this, uh, this, uh, nightmare you have at the beginning of the game where it looks like this kind of woman that looks like has a geisha mask or whatever. And, uh, uh, like you just you get up and then you start moving and the only things you can realize are like oh well I don't know what I'm doing I guess I'll just go right and <laughs> like a side scroller or something uh, but after Sounds a while like, like you're, <laughs> yeah just and just like inside you're like using push and pull uh, interaction with objects to like help you get up to like a door handle or uh, kind of like uh, well. I wouldn't say inside is like that, but there's another game like Amanda Sleep where you're 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 having to like push chairs up to doors and use that to reach it because of your small stature. And uh, I don't want to get too far into it because uh, I mean I beat it, but I don't want to talk about it too much because uh, a lot like it starts getting real heavy early on, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone that might play it because the last yeah. DLC is coming out on the twenty eighth. 
And I'm sure some people would want to play the complete complete uh, story about it when it comes out then. Or wow, it's still got DLC like a... coming out. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like the the it's like this. It's the last DLC of the game. It's like the first one was like uh, I think it released late late last year, and then that's the final one. And like it finishes the story, the side story that of another character. And uh, I will just say this: that if you enjoyed uh, Inside or Limbo, I think. Uh, you would be remiss not to play a game as great as Low Nightmare, especially the places it goes. It gets really dark, and it gets really, like, you get, like, very invested in the story. And I think that everyone should at least uh, check it out when they get the chance. Yeah, I definitely want to. That's one of those games that I never got around to playing it, but I was fascinated by the look because it reminded me of that uh, Secret Road of Arietti or the, the the Borrowers. Is that what's called? Uh, what I've heard, what I've heard is that I saw somebody else played it, and they just said, "Wow, it's just like Spirited Away." Well, I guess like, because I mean, Great it's a little movie. innocent uh, person that's surrounded by <laughs> crazy creatures. Uh, yeah, a large people with like strange skin and. Uh, they almost seem to be worried like masks of skin in some cases. I don't mm. know if that's true or not, but it just the appearance and all these yeah. weird like dimensions and all these weird like deformed characters. Like uh, the first enemy you come across, I'll say this, is called the janitor. And what he does, he has like, he has very, very small legs. He's pretty much almost like uh, sitting, but his arms are large enough that he can reach up to like the tops of shelves or on top of book- bookcases and all that. And like it just, it's like really fascinating to see that kind of design work put into a game. And um, I think that, yeah, uh, if you like some kind of like a body horror, almost in the in the way of like the way that uh, and some of the like, like I said, like inside, uh, I think that you would you should really play that game when you get the chance. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, a game that. Uh, it's environmental storytelling and all that, so that yeah. definitely want to definitely going to pick that up. That sounds no awesome. dialogue, no dialogue whatsoever. Oh, cool! All right, yeah, I definitely want to play it because that's the kind of games that I'm really into. I loved Inside, so I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And Limbo and all those other games like that. Yeah. Uh, I forget who made this one. I think it was. Um, I know Bandai Namco published, but I'm not sure who actually made it. Unless yeah. it was some internal studio. I mean, I think it's just an indie, a new public, an indie developer that Ben and Emko picked up uh, to help publish the game. But yeah, it looks awesome. So uh, let's move into. Uh, well, I know Adam, you've. I don't know if you want to. I know we talked a little bit about this before, but you wanted to talk about the the last game you've got here. Oh, yeah. they made the little big planet for the Pivita. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. They had a weird. And they did Tearaway Unfolded and. Oh, Tars here. And they did Little Big Planet three. That's yeah, fine. that's they it. That's Little... right. I forgot yeah. that that's like a weird pedigree to make a game like this, but you know. And Ragdoll Kung Fu Fists of Plastic. <laughs> oh, I, I remember that game. But yeah, you, you're continuing uh, Radiatosaurus. Yeah, uh, I've I put it down for a little bit so I could play Dynasty Wars nine, and I got like into this habit of like. Once you put a, down a game, it's really hard to pick it back up, especially if you know that you have to play for a long period of time. But I decided, you know what? I need to get back to this, or I'm never going to complete it. So uh, right now, like uh, for people that have been that have been wondering, like, okay, there's the first part. When's the next part going to come out? Uh, I wanted to get as far into the game as possible, like maybe even beat the game before I start releasing episodes, so people wouldn't have to wait for the next one to uh, show up. Like the first part was a teaser. I'd rather not stop midway through. 
but yeah, uh, radio stories. I'm um, nearing the branching, the major branching point in the story. Uh, the most recent episode I've done, there was just a bunch of like recruiting characters into friends and all that stuff. But uh, I think people should look forward to, uh, if not now, like if not soon, then in the near future, uh, I will start releasing episodes and. Uh, we just have to decide how long each episode is going to be. Like, uh, this game can get up to like 85 hours if you do both branching paths and do everything you can. And I'm trying to show off as much of the game as possible, but um, work something out. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, maybe an hour, maybe an hour and a half, or something. Like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll work something out. But yeah, 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 that's the ongoing adventures of trying to beat radio stories. Looking forward to when that's when that's taken care of. Yeah. So um, I just want people to know I haven't forgotten. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think we mentioned this before that it was the the first episode was meant to be like a, a build up, but then we'll we're gonna get right into it soon enough, uh, yeah. so people can check that out. So James, you're still playing, right? Yes. Uh, you're still around. I was gonna yeah. say you're still playing. You actually before this podcast, I don't know if you're still doing it. You were playing some Monster Hunter World. Yeah, timing was actually perfect. Right as we started introducing ourselves, I uh, finished up the hunt I was doing. So which hunt? Yeah. Uh, Black Diablos and regular Diablos. It was the <laughs> um, optional uh, quest uh, seven star, I think. I don't okay. Anyways, so games I played this week, just two. Been playing Monster Hunter with friends, uh, kind of helping get them to the end game. Uh, just helped a friend uh, beat Zenojiva earlier today, so now everyone in my friend group is in the end game so I can finally start going with uh, tempered investigations with them and not have to worry about SOS flares and people carting that I can't go out in person. Did, did you get the Street Fighter costume? Uh, yeah, I do not have Street Fighter Five. Interesting thing about that is is that um, my copy of Monster Hunter World is a European copy. I own both a North American and the review copy, which is European, but... I wasn't able to use the uh, European save data on the North American version, and I wasn't sure which if I got a North American copy of Street Fighter Five if it would work for the DLC because I'm using the European Monster Hunter weird cross region mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, but some there's a reset era Monster Hunter Discord group that I'm also part of, and uh, they were hosting the quest, so I managed to get the full reuse that that way. Oh, cool. Uh, from what I understand, it's actually a full armor set with skills, right? Does it have an alpha and beta yeah. variant? or No, it's only low rank, and it's a full armor set. You just have one for Ryu. Okay. Um, the interesting thing about it, <laughs> the quest, is, okay, you're going up against the Baroth. It's a gold mm-hmm. crown Baroth, but it's not just the gold crown Baroth. It's a Baroth that's legitimately the size of Zenojiba. Wait, what the fuck? Yes. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing, and it's like the hit, and it's not just the Baroth itself that's bigger, but the the mud that it shakes off that's bigger too. Holy shit! It was amazing. Oh my oh, god! I want to try that out. That sounds that sounds like a fucking treat for Dragon Piercer. Oh yeah. Uh, wait, no. There's only a heavy bow gun, not bow, because it's an arena quest. Oh okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was actually really nice because um, I've been deliberately kind of staying away from Greatsword for the last couple of days, well, last couple of weeks, because I uh, went through the entire game of Greatsword. So I'm kind of 
going to different weapons. Right now I'm doing Lance and Hunting Horn because those are the two least popular ones and I've always been a big Lance fan. And uh, did Gun Lance and it was just wrecking that pair off. And then I decided, okay, last one. I'm going to try and do Great Sword. And we killed it in two and a half minutes when the A rank oh my God. is uh, four minutes. So that was something that happened. <laughs> Yeah, I want. Yeah. I want to. I want to get it. I. I think I stopped my Street Fighter Five data in my PS4. Hopefully, if you, if you don't, still play it sometimes. Find someone that's um, hosting it. I'm pretty sure if you look for people hosting Arena Quests, you'll find someone that has it. I. If I'd you hope. delete a game, does it say deleted save file with it, or is it just no? Start the save data is still saved on the okay. system. Oh, you should be still deleted there. it. No, I'd have no reason to delete my amazing Street Fighter Five uh, record. <laughs> what would be that? Uh, it'd be like ten thousand to like zero online with Karen, obviously. Oh, geez. wow! Man. Yeah, all right, really good. I'm very good at the game. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, so uh, yeah, yay yeah. me! Some more a Monster Hunter World, of course. Uh, obviously, uh, they've still got big plans for that game coming up. Uh, aside from yeah. the fact that Ryu is playable, I mean, we still haven't gotten uh, the Mega Man stuff. I know they got the Horizon Zero Dawn stuff coming up pretty soon. Um, yeah, the Horizon Zero Dawn high rank quest. You're going to go up against the giant Anjanath, and it's going to be available starting the 28th of this month. Yeah. So I'm not sure if that Anjanath is going to be quite as big as this Baroth in this arena quest. I, I hope so. Ridiculous. Well, I don't I think it that. will be because it's not going to be an arena quest for the Anjanath. So it's probably not going to be quite that. It should big. just be the size of like a Shadow of the Colossus thing. It's ridiculous. Yes. Just nipping <laughs> at its like ankles all day. Yeah. <laughs> I can do no, nothing. Speaking of uh, large and I guess small monsters, um, one thing that's been kind of going around is there's this one event quest that's available this week called Deep Green Blues. And if you've been, if you uh, anyone's been looking at my Twitter, I've been kind of lamenting how long it was going to take the Platinum Trophy the game because there's two specific trophies, a Giant Crown Master and Miniature Crown Master, which you need to kill monsters that are super, super tiny or super, super large. You need to kill all of the potential monsters, like mini sizes and all of the monsters large sizes in order to get those trophies. And they are very, very rare. I did not get one of those crowns until I was 130 hours in. Jeez. Yeah, um, I got, I got this, my first one like maybe 50 hours in, so it's very it's very variable. Like, it just, yeah. There's no consistency. Anyways, this Deep Green Blues quest has a super, super high chance to spawn crowns. My first time going through it, I got two large gold crowns and two miniature crowns. So I've been grinding that a bit. Hopefully I can get it. Because right now it's like there's five monsters. You have the Great Jagras, Puki Puki, Toby Kodachi, Anjanath, and Rathalos. So you got five monsters there, which is about a sixth of the monsters you need for that trophy. And then it seems like next week they're having one for the Wildspire Wastes. And then they're having one the week after that for the Coral Highlands. So it seems like they're kind of doing that to make it so it's not a complete pain in the ass to get the Platinum Trophy. Well, that's good. I heard I heard the tiny great Jagras is like is barely like bigger than you, if not smaller than you. I, I think you heard something like that. It's like very. You might very be tiny. thinking of the US um, the USJ quest that's in Japan that you can go on to oh, if someone's probably. hosting it. But there is it's kind of ridiculous to have a super huge great Jagras that's probably the size of 
an Air Gigante, something like that. Oh, man. And they have a uh, miniature Great Jagras that, oh my gosh, I saw a video of someone mounting it. To put in perspective, it's smaller than a regular Jagras. Oh my god, that's that's adorable. I need to see that video of the, of the person mounting it. And then there's a it's Great like Jagras. on top of a dog or something. <laughs> yeah, basically the size of my dog, I'd say. Oh my god, that's good. It, yeah, hilarious. Um, besides that, yeah, we don't know when uh, necessarily the Devil Joe DLC is going to be hitting. They just said spring, so that could be next month, that could be April, that could be middle of May, I suppose. Yeah. I guess that we're going to get it next month, because then it'll have been like two months, and then I imagine, since it seems like there's going to be like five DLC monsters based off that leaked list there was, and like looking at what was on that list that wasn't already in the game, it looks like they might be doing like a new monster every two months or something like that, and because it's a yearly series, and the G rank expansion, Monster Hunter World Ultimate, what they're, whatever they're going to do, is probably going to be out around the same time next year. So if they're doing a monster every two months, and that's there were six monsters on that list that weren't there, including the Devil Joe. So it would work out that way, I feel like. Kind of lines up. Obviously, just keep it paced out pretty well. So besides that, uh, you've also been trying out some Ease 8. Now, I know, of course, that uh, a few weeks ago they put out the relocalization patch, quote-unquote. We talked about it before a little bit in the past podcast yes. about how it's mostly uh, an editing uh, sweep. Not Though really, that was all the game needed. I, th- I feel like I was a little harsh on it because oh. it, it should have been this way to begin with. And I actually talked with uh, some of the NAS America guys at the press event last weekend about that and uh, uh yeah yeah uh <laughs> not gonna really divulge any anything about what they said just that, that um the one thing i will say is that the retranslation patch was definitely something that they were pushing for before the game even came out go figure mm-hmm. that seems like that's usually the higher ups or something like that that would stop like that they need to get the product out before yeah not well there was there was a push for it before the game came out i'm not sure if any of the pressure from fans was what caused them to actually start working on it. But there was, at least in the company, there were people that were wanting there to be an extra patch for the translation before the game even came out. So as for the uh, translation patch now, um, I think I've mentioned this before. And if not, uh, I was part of the Ease 8 fan edit group that was going to be working on fan translation edits at, um, before the game came out and like once the translation and all that started like kind of it became obvious that there was a bit of an issue with it yeah that they're going to actually do something themselves about it right yeah once once they said they were going to do something we kind of were like okay we won't we'll put this on the back burner we still kind of did some things ourselves but we just were like well don't put too much effort into it because if they actually release a patch that's good then there's really no reason for us to continue with this. Anyways, um, final verdict, I guess I'd say, is it's good. I mean, the fan the fan edit group has officially retired. We're not going... Well, we're still doing things for Ever Games, but we're not going to be doing anything for Ease 8 because, well, the patch... It's not perfect, but it fixed pretty much most of the issues we had with it. Sure, like sure. one of the big, th- like one of the big things. Well, the big thing was Archaeozoic Big Hole, and then they <laughs> yeah. changed it to Archaeozoic Chasm. Still not as flowery as Crevice of the Archaeozoic Era, but why not just stick with it? God, what the? 
I don't know, but um, well, probably because a lot of characters would say, "Oh, we need Ado to go back to that chasm," and back then they used to say, "We need him to go back to that big hole." <laughs> so <it's> yeah. Like... <laughs> but anyways, um, chasms. There, um, a lot of characters. I'm especially one thing I've noticed is that Laksha and um, Sahad definitely sound a lot better. The dubs are better. It seems like they did actually redo the dubs, good. and that's good. Um, a little bit of a shame, though, for uh, Hummel, because uh, Sean Chiplock, when he did his initial... Uh, he was actually probably the best dub in the game on base, like, um, before the patch. And uh, when he redid his lines, he wasn't able to have the same kind of gravelly voice because of uh, there was... Um, kind of some extenuating circumstances that kind of led to him having that gravelly voice when he had his lines recorded and he wasn't able to kind of uh, re redo that voice when he redid his lines. Sure. He's no David he he a cold when he did it. Yeah, yeah that's he, what it was. he was just recovering from yeah. cold. He was able to speak, but he just had a little bit of that gravel and Yeah, he's not he can't like call upon it like David Hader. It's like I just have to get cold. <laughs> he only does one voice, that's why. <laughs> I know. Well David anyways Hader, yeah. um but yeah, Arkizo Chasm, so no, no problems there. Characters sound a lot better. They don't sound nearly as robotic. Um, I played with the Japanese dubs. So I didn't know they were bad. Because a lot of Japanese like translation sounds kind of like a direct, literal translation of what they said. So it's yeah. like... Well, it's not terrible, but it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. Well, the text translations much improved. Uh, one of the things that we were going to change, actually, um, before it was called... Um, there was there were these uh, monsters in the game, and I'm trying to remember what they translated them as. Ancient species, yeah. And uh, one of the thing, one of the things that the fan edit group was going to change it to was ancient species to primordials, and it just so happens that that's exactly what NAS America did when with the patch is that wherever they said ancient species, now they're saying primordials, and for dragon species, they're saying they're saying uh, swords. Yeah, that's good. It's a much better name. Yeah. So. Um, not sure if I will do a full article on it because honestly, all I can say is, well, I, I good wrote like ninety nine percent of my guide because of the translation edit. Yeah, it was like that's, that's that took a, me like two days. <laughs> For me, we have to actually do guides based on what people say. Uh, yeah. Immediately outdated. They renamed characters. Well, they didn't really rename characters, but they changed how they were kind of. Spelled. No, they renamed some they characters. Renamed, I remember that Cathew, too. Like there was Cashew into Cathew. And um, Catherine is now Kathleen, and um, there's a bunch of changes to like um, the Cashew to Kathy is still one of the weirdest things ever. <laughs> yeah, why bother? And one of the weirder changes is like, um, what is it? There's this place called the Great Stone Vents, and now it has a very long name to it. I forgot what it's called now. Yeah. But I mean, I obviously, still... it's it's not like uh, pretty much clear that yeah there was a there was a relocalization patch was released at the end of January pretty much so people who want to pick that up can uh, we still don't know when the game's gonna be out on PC <laughs> hopefully sometime soon but we'll find out that's when it's ready I guess um, I guarantee it's not going to happen before the Switch version comes out no you don't think it'll be that bad will you <laughs> oh man they they have to they have to hire like another outside company to like step in and maybe even rebuild it from the ground up who knows yeah i wouldn't be shocked if it was a 2019 release at this oh my, point if it's a 2019 release well, I, probably I, wouldn't be that, I wouldn't be that pessimistic but they because they need some other stuff for this year uh maybe like maybe going into the fall would probably be more like it 
but we'll see, no. I guess. Oh, I, I do know that NFOC has kind of been uh, saying on Reset Era that there's going to be an announcement for a few more games in the next coming weeks. Like, it was going to happen this week, but at least one of them got pushed back. So Ooh, insider knowledge. Yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully hear something about that. So, Josh, I know, obviously, besides you playing Dynasty Warriors 9, you're playing Celeste, which I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I made this comment. I don't know. I'm just going off the top of my head. I think it's from the people who made Towerfall. I've heard some great, great things about this game. Yeah, I, I believe that, that that's the case, or at least some members from the Towerfall yeah, yeah, team. Of course, no. It is uh, the Towerfall team, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I started hearing a lot of great things about it when it came out. Unfortunately, it came out uh, when Monster Hunter World and Dragon Ball Fighters came out. And it's like, well, okay, I, I want to put this on the back burner. Mm-hmm. And now, since I like I have a, a bit of free time, um, I wanted to really start delving into it. Uh, I haven't uh, gotten too much uh, into it. Like I maybe completed two to three chapters. It's basically uh, a, a platformer 2D pixel platformer was a really well-made one the premise is about uh madeline uh who wants to go climb this mountain it's a, it's a very simple premise it's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, prove to myself that i can climb this mountain so you know uh it actually has a a more intricate plot uh beneath the, all that you kind of start seeing you know what kind of character madeline is and you know it, it, a lot of themes about like you know self-motivation inner demons and whatnot uh so it's 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 just pretty beautiful and uh, quite snappy you, uh, you have all you have a double jump you have a da- well a dash but you can like dash again by picking up like an orb in the air so you have these weird puzzle uh things of like how do i traverse through this i have to go dash pick up this orb in midair to allow me to dash again uh it's very snappy feels really good i'm yeah. uh, i'm very just see uh, where it goes there's uh neat things about it like uh there's harder versions of each level like a uh, b-sides where you can like find like uh hidden cassette tapes through a level once you get to that segment get the cassette tape you unlock a b-side and then apparently there's a c-side to all this as well which has yeah. harder levels um so i'm kind of interested in uh you know getting to that but it just it's just a very beautiful snappy platformer all around I, I won't get into like you know what the the weird gimmicks are for a level like the second level's gimmick is like a, such a treat when you first like encounter it that i don't want to spell that for anybody <laughs> sure. um, yeah. i have a question on that game the trailer yeah. kind of easy mode is like Oh yeah. So there's just a, there's a very like cool thing about it where there's a, an assist mode where like uh you turn it on and you can like kind of uh, dictate like how how much you're assisted whether you want invincibility or you just uh want like you know a, another like uh, jump uh like permanently or another dash. It's just you're you're not really taking away like you know any of the rewards like say like in how in cuphead where if you go to easy mode for a level it doesn't exactly count where in in this one you can actually turn it on and you know you can still progress through the game no problem you can turn it on for the harder levels as well and you know that gets to this weird debate of like well i'm like doing this without the assist mode uh you know i feel like that that's taking away something from me you know why am i not just like cruising through the game like this and i think it kind of you just like how the game is trying to uh, putting Madeline through like self-motivation, it's kind of more about proving to yourself. It's like, Hey, I want to like have the self-satisfaction of going through this game. I like, you know, taking the challenge as it is going through all these deaths Mm. and um, without the assist mode, it's kind of more of just proving that to yourself. Right. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be different per person. Um, you know, like they had, they had these strawberry collectibles, and from what I hear, you know, you, the strawberries don't really mean much. It's just, it's more of like improving to yourself that, like, hey, I got this strawberry. It was pretty difficult to get, but like having that self satisfaction of like, you know, getting this item, even though it doesn't like 
unlock anything or any uh, sort of deal. But I yeah. think that's a, that's, that's a really neat concept because that makes it accessible to people who aren't great at these games but want to see the story unfold, want to see more of these levels, want to see you know more of this game. And I, I personally, I'm I'm for that. I'm I'm glad that you know that it has such an assist mode without any like boundaries. So you're not getting punished just like you know for just using an assist mode. If you want to use it, go ahead. More power yeah. to you. I didn't actually get to talk about Celeste the week I played it because that was a week I was off the podcast. Um, pretty much everything you said, the assist mode, uh, one thing to note is that I'm not sure if they changed it in a patch, but when it first the game first released, uh, you when you turned it on, you couldn't turn it back off. Um, but yeah, very, very, very good game. Um, great, great soundtrack. I mean... Were yeah. you able to beat it? Hmm? Did you beat it, or are you still working through it? I beat it. I beat it. Okay, cool. Um, haven't done the B-sides yet. Going to get to those eventually. I've heard that they're probably the best parts of the game, so I'm excited to see that, because I already love the game. Um, each level has a gimmick. I'm not going to spoil any of them, especially since, uh, Josh, you haven't beat the game. You're only in, like, level three. No, I, yeah, I, I, I'm, I was so surprised at, like, how the second level was laid. I was like, okay, I don't want a spoiled for me on this, because that was <laughs> such a cool gimmick and like how they the way it they wrap gets better okay it cool. gets better. awesome um but yeah level gimmicks like it keeps throwing new things at you i mean the controls are simple but what they do with it and it's just really great game can't be stated enough it it's only 20 bucks it's on every platform under the sun it's like ps4 xbox one switch pc yeah just and engage if well, <laughs> oh my god, I could actually uh, call cage for a change. I've been playing Silent Hill on that thing too much. <laughs> so, Anyways. yeah, Celeste, it's, it's out now, of course, as you said. Uh, so uh, let's move I'll on give to, this game a try. Yeah, uh, it looks rad. I, I loved it when I when I, when they first showed it. I think it was like a, the Nintendo Direct, right? When they first... Was that a Direct or was it something yeah, else? Yeah, I think it was um, part of the latest Nindies Direct. Yeah, that was when they first revealed it and looked pretty pretty awesome, especially the uh, pixel art. Just looks Though, now that I think about it, I do think I actually played it at E3 this last year. Um I think it might have been part of that uh, indie summit thing that they do every year. Like, oh, maybe it was it was showing that they just didn't have a publisher yet or something. But that's why. Okay. Well, they didn't have a publisher. I think it was just self. I, I mean, they don't have anyone to like market it for them. Okay. All right. So that leads us to out of Italy. Uh, you finally get a chance to talk <laughs> after all this time. You can talk, right? Yeah, I can talk. Okay, sweet. All right. So yeah. Um, You've been showing some crazy pictures of a game you've been playing, Kingdom Come Deliverance. Now, this is, for people who don't know, this is basically a game that's been in development for quite some time. It had a Kickstarter a long time ago uh, that they were trying to make a uh, medieval-style uh, video game without the use of magic. So it's trying to be kind of realistic, but apparently not so realistic. <laughs> so uh, video game why, don't you, uh, why don't you talk a little bit about the, uh, your experience with this? Because I know you shared some footage of it, and I've been kind of following it. I've been actually attended a couple uh, uh, closed-door meetings for the game, and it looked pretty fascinating. But at the same time, it was still early. Uh, I saw it at PSX. I don't know how I felt about it, but what, what, what were your thoughts on it? So this game, it, the, uh, the whole angle to it is that it's trying to be realistic. And it permeates basically everything about the game when you play it. It's almost as much of a simulation as it is an RPG, which I guess maybe that's more true what an RPG actually is. But like 
it's not really about the story um, so much, or even like the combat system is more just a basic combat system, but kind of just like everything else in the game yeah. is trying to make it feel as real as possible for that a video game can be. So like it takes place in the 15th century um, in Bohemia. So middle ages. Uh, and basically you, you play, so you don't have a self, it's, it's, it plays like Skyrim in a sense. It's a first person kind of open world RPG, but you play as a set character named Henry, who is a, a blacksmith's son. And basically the impetus of the game is that his village is destroyed. Basically the army of a rival, a rival army comes and slaughters everyone, including his parents. And then basically the story sets from there for Henry uh, trying to ultimately avenge his parents. And, of course, a lot of other things happen. JRPG protagonist. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the thing is about the game is the the first thing to mention is that there are so many little systems that come into play. So things like when you get into battle or you're exploring the woods, you're going to get – Dirt and blood on your armor and and weapons, like Dragon Age or something. Well, I mean, like it. And depending on your, this is just. There's so many different things that could have start started with, um, but like your appearance, not only what you're wearing, but the state it's in matters in terms of how people respond to you and how people react to you. It's like fable in the way, almost like just that way of like characters like say, "Oh yeah, you're a chicken." Yeah, and also the, it not they also depends on like if you're tired or if you're uh, hungry or whatever. It like people like the other characters in the game will notice these things, and so like for example, well, how do I? I just don't know where to start with this. So it's, um, a, it's, a, it's a dense game. It's... This is kind of going to be a weird comparison initially, but hear me out. It okay. reminds me of Alpha Protocol. Hell yes. What I mean by that <laughs> is say no more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What I mean, not not the style or the the mission structure or whatever of Alpha Protocol, but what I mean by that is that when you're starting out, you kind of suck at everything. Like you can't <laughs> wield a sword, you don't know how to pick a lock, you you can't like you you basically you can't wear you can't wield very many different weapons because they're out of your basically your qualifications. <laughs> if we got a hard time back there, yeah. tying your shoes and yeah, <laughs> tripping over yourself and yeah. Final Fantasy XII without the licenses. Yeah, and you can't. Your, your, your persuasion skills suck. You're just like a nobody, and so like, <laughs> come on, will you please come on? <laughs> I can't tear my shoelaces. <laughs> that sounds like the ultimate like the like, patheticness. <laughs> just oh. so so there is this sort of like um, that tag to your uphill shirt. battle in a sense of how you have to basically practice these things um, and you slowly but surely get better at all these different things your character can't even read um, <laughs> i mean that's, oh, man, for the time you know sense. for the time that's kind of yeah that was, that was right that's why they had that's kind of, so their reading is one of the is one of those small things uh in the game and it's actually kind of funny like if you try to read a book um early on in the game like all the letters are jumbled yeah it's almost like kind of a, crazy. i'm on the sleep how if you, uh, like that uh, that the game I mentioned before, I'm on the sleep. You played an infant, and all the boxes are labeled, but you can't understand a thing it's saying. <laughs> that makes sense. But is it, so like, there basically every single small thing you do in the game has a basically a stat, including your ability to read, your ability to drink alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, so like, so like how well you can drink alcohol might affect things later. Um, how well. 
you can repair things, how well you can ride your horse, of course, how well you can wield a sword or an axe or a bow and all these different things. Um, and so what you, you basically have to kind of start out, uh, you have to, you have to start out, uh, you have to give yourself basically room to grow. So like when you first learn how to pickpocket, for example, they even tell you like, don't try to pickpocket a guard because they're going <laughs> to find you right away and they are going to kill you. <laughs> so what you want to do starting out is pickpocket like sleeping people or drunk people uh, because they're a lot easier to pickpocket and you can level up your skill. Um, kind of the same thing with like... Try pickpocketing yourself. <laughs> same thing with like combat. You want to fight like early on, like just kind of like rogues and bandits because uh, that you can actually manage to take them on. Uh, you do not want to fight anyone who has like any sort of training whatsoever because they will kick your ass. Uh, and same thing with like when you're riding your horse initially. Uh, it actually takes you a while to get a horse. It, like you just it doesn't control very well because you just your your character has never ridden a horse race before <laughs> uh, and you've never learned. Man, uh, this is depressing. <laughs> how realistic it <laughs> like, sounds. I really I mean, like this though. It's life. <laughs> but it, the thing is, is like the game has so many systems. Like there's also like a, a, a tiredness system and a hunger system. Of course. But I never feel like it gets in the way too much because Henry, the character, does kind of make it easy on you. He'll actually just kind of mumble to himself like, I better get something to eat, you know, uh, when he gets hungry or whatever. And when he starts getting tired, like he'll actually, like his eyelids will actually start to droop a little bit on the screen. Oh, that's cool. It's a first person perspective game. Nice touch. Um, Amazing. Now, one of the earliest, so it is a Western RPG. So you get things like, uh, they're kind of like feats, like in a Dungeons and Dragons sense. (laughs) And one of the earliest feats I got was called, I think it was called something like Insomnia, which it's actually kind of crazy. Like now, I can like stay awake for like a ridiculously long period of time and apparently not get tired. <laughs> so, so you can relate now. Yeah, we're yeah, like, I guess. we're like gamers. Yeah, it's just like standard. So like, I was doing just just a kind of of example of a few things. So like, I was looking. I had a treasure map. This is apparently like a DLC thing, but there's also treasure maps you get in the game. And so you look at the treasure map in the game, and it's not like your in-game map. It's just a handwritten map, so it's not always super accurate or. Or anything like that. You kind of have to like it'll say like the city is here, and if you go along the river and turn down at a couple of rocks, and you know the treasure is over here. And so I am searching for this treasure, and it starts to get really late at night. And at night you cannot see anything. Like it gets pitch black. You know this is there are no lampposts. There's the occasional fire, but those don't light up a whole lot. So you have to have a torch, or else you are basically stuck. And I wandered into a forest. And there's a quest I had picked up in an earlier, like in an earlier town, to look for certain birds in the forest. So I started hearing the birds that you're supposed to be hearing. So I, you, you, I start, I dropped like these different. I couldn't see much anything because I had my torch on me. Um, dropping these cages to pick up to try to capture these birds. And then there's these mushrooms I started picking up, and I, that started leveling up my herbology stat. Uh, picking up these mushrooms. And then uh, I ran into bandits oh, <laughs> in the forest. Oh, I thought you were going about oh. to say you ran into your own traps. So, <laughs> so you can't, the traps don't work that way. But okay. like, I ran into bandits. Um, luckily, they had uh, they had a fireplace or a, a campfire, so I could see them. And like I was just kind of like lost and stuck because uh, I it was so dark. <laughs> you kind of get a 
uh, a mini map, but it basically like the game doesn't make things easy on you all the time. <laughs> it makes and sense. it it just kind of like I said, it, it feels more like, kind of like a simulator. It tries to make things as realistic as possible. There are things that you can do that aren't so yeah. realistic. That, Turn up the gamma. <laughs> well, like for example, you, you eventually get a horse, which is like. Let me first say that like they leave you without a horse for long enough that when you finally get one, you're like fucking finally. Uh, <laughs> now you can so much easier with a horse, and not only that, but they can carry a lot more for you. Uh, so it's you almost like a novel RPG the way that like in World of Warcraft vanilla, it tastes like it like you've been saving and saving and saving. Finally, I got a mount. Yeah, it, and it, it seems like that kind of experience. Like up before I got a horse, like I I'd always like basically border on being overburdened with items and stuff, you know, because like most people, you try to yeah, collect them. Yeah. You pick up way more than you really should have to. Yeah. Um, Borders. And like the horse allows you to carry a whole lot more. And I didn't even realize that before I got a horse that they, they actually allow you to do that. Basically saddle up your horse with all your excess items. They have a limit too. It's just like, yes, finally, uh, it can not be so heavy all the time. It's like a pack mule. That's great. Mm-hmm. There was... One one other thing that's kind of there's just so many different interesting things uh, quests not all of them but a lot of them oh I guess I never finished my original thought when you get your horse you can kind of call them from anywhere so even if you're way far away from them if you whistle for them they'll kind of show up near you so like that's not very realistic but it's one of those things that's like, like kind of yeah. appreciate having that yeah so you don't have to like always keep track of where your horse is all the time because they'll always be right next to you in a sense. Um, but I was doing a quest and a stable was burned to the ground and a bunch of people murdered and you're searching for the culprits. And what you find is that you find a trail of blood. What it, what it is, is one of the culprits is wounded and the other one is basically kind of like carrying them away. Um, and I was kind of in the middle of doing a bunch of things where I was carrying way too much stuff and I basically could not fight. Oh, you're over encumbered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I tried, and I just I uh, I had a save there, and it just I couldn't do it. So what I actually did was like I called my horse. I went back to town, and in the middle of a quest. I went. I went back to where the quest was, and what I found was, and this is the main quest, is that the injured person actually died. The injured oh. culprit. And the the other the other guy got away, um, and I don't know if that like affects anything later. And I probably not, but uh, it has to be some kind, kind of, of fail safe system, I'm sure. Yeah, it's just kind of interesting how like they didn't they don't wait for you. Uh, it's, it's not like they're just going to be standing there forever and ever and ever. And if you explore the world for fifty hours and come back, they're still standing yeah. there. Um, and there's a lot of things like that. I, I I've tried personally, like when people say, "Come meet me in the evening," I I, I haven't experimented enough to say, like, "What happens if I don't?" You know, <laughs> just be that. Stand them up. They say, "Why did you leave me?" <laughs> that, that's stand them really up cool. at the altar. Uh, that does like, honestly, really cool. I I do I do want to like get this game once like you know they patched out a few bugs on the PC. Yeah, it, 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 I have kind of what you expect. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a Skyrim kind of. It, 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 I. I, I there are quite a few bugs. It's kind of one of those things you almost just kind of accept them. Like, I've had <laughs> things where, like, uh, characters are issues. sitting down on invisible benches. There's sometimes Hell their yeah. clothes doesn't render. That, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I've had people where, like, 
they kind of like walk backward into like a tree and then they like they end up somehow on top of the tree for a couple moments. It's, I, I assure you, it's probably. It's, <laughs> That's I what assure I do. You it's, it's, uh, I climb this tree back up into it. It's, it's probably less buggy than Warriors Nine, so it's probably yeah, yeah probably. At, at a more reasonable state. <laughs> and like in terms of like combat, um, I feel like it does a pretty good job where you are not fighting all the time. And that's kind of, you know, you occasionally fight bandits or in these story missions, someone attacks you or whatever. But, like, a lot of the game is not fighting. It's talking to people. It's searching places. Can you do a precipice uh, run? You can. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I, would I know. I've, ask, I've, I've been, been asking at uh, various, you know, kind of, like, com- communities that are discussing the game. And there, I think there's, a, there's an achievement for, like, not killing anyone mm-hmm. and also, like, not stealing anything. Wow. Uh and personally, I'm like, fuck that. No, if they attack I, me, I am killing them and stealing their stuff. Yeah, dang. Uh, I want the savage. bad stuff early. You got to steal it. And and it, it's actually kind of like, there's a progression to the game. You know how I mentioned you kind of start out and you just kind of suck at everything? Yeah. And it just it's almost satisfying where I am now. Like, I, I don't know how many hours I'm in now. More than 10. Um, maybe closer to 20. Where, like, I can kill bandits that attack me relatively easily now. I can steal fairly well. Um, I can repair armor. I, I'm, it's like when I first was playing, you know, when you're first starting, you're wearing like rags and you're basically a, you're basically a refugee because your whole village was destroyed. And now people refer to me as knight, um, Partially because of the story, but partially because of just armor I've obtained in the meantime. Uh, where <laughs> you killed a knight and stole his armor. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Sir Person. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey you the armor. It's, it's like this satisfying sense of progression. That's awesome. Like, the man, this really, I, was, I really sucked at this before, and now I'm a lot better. Um, the clothes make the person, man. That's what I'm saying. There, are, there, there is a little bit of that uh, where like it's hard, like the game kind of go, goes harder on you the earlier you are in the game. And as you get more perks and things, it gets easier on you. For example, um, one, one obvious kind of example for that is that early on in the game, you cannot carry a lot, but as you, as your strength stat grows, you can carry more, um, which is kind of just a nice little thing to have. Like you can now I'm at a point in the game now where I can probably carry like 25% more weight than I could at the start of the game. Um, get buff. Yeah. Uh, I saved up a bunch of money and I bought a faster, stronger horse because the first horse you get is just kind of a crappy, you know, starter horse. Uh, it just and it's like, man, this is so much nicer. Is this like, I, it kind of feels rewarding that I saved up all this money and bought this horse and it's like worth it. Uh, that's awesome. It is. Uh, so that's kind of what I mean. Like if, you, but everything I've talked about, like I'm not really talking about like the story or the combat too much. It's it's all these kind of like other things that kind of come in. Um, that. It's just interesting. Some of the quest design is kind of typical, but I still feel like it does a pretty good job at mixing in like these various uh, systems into the quest design. Like for example, there is a quest to uh, steal some armor from a castle. And what you can either do is you can pickpocket a guard for the key but pickpocketing the guard is hard. I think if you go to him like when he's sleeping or you can kill him without like alerting other people and get the key, <laughs> or you can just skip the guard entirely and try to go straight to like the armory itself. And 
is it so it just kind of depends on what stats you've uh because there's a stealth stat as well it kind of just depends on what you've been working towards i would try to convince the guard to hand over those keys for me oh that's, that's <laughs> also the <laughs> thing there's, I, there's been a couple of, like there was a quest where someone stole and this person was like uh you're not taking this horse back i'm gonna fight you for it and i had a persuasion <laughs> option to basically you know that's not like super interesting but you know a persuasion option to basically kind of trick him and say like hey uh, those guys over there are stealing your stuff. And he's like, wait. Hell yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it seems to be like the, the, the strongest strength of uh, Kingdom Come Deliverance is just like the, the, the satisfaction of the, the progression, uh, the, the progression yeah. flow of it. It just, you feel like you're growing with the game. You start mm-hmm. understanding like how to, how you want to play your character and you're getting big, like, incremental payoffs for it and then and then it's like it's one just, long tutorial yeah, mission yeah and, you, like. and you, it and has one of those like uh good moments of like you look back and you see where you came from and like how much you've grown as a character how much you've grown with your character how you grew with your character yeah you always have an interesting story to tell that's unique to everyone else's that's cool mm-hmm. and i'm trying to think but that that story i gave before where i like was stuck in a forest and i like, picking mushrooms and fighting off bandits and catching birds is like the weirdest thing and like <laughs> my char- of course it's middle of the night so my character is getting pretty tired too and i'm like man this <laughs> you said uh, you mentioned strange things happening what's the picture about why are you a horse and why you're talking you shared that screenshot <laughs> what's going on there uh there's another quest where th- women in a village they're basically taking drugs all and right all right are, uh, okay. they want to summon lucifer all yes, right. <laughs> in the middle of the night, and then they like they trick you into taking the drug. That's just part of like the storyline. Uh, drug and party, it, right? And then one of the women appears as a horse. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. I see where this is going. <laughs> and then, like, here's the thing: I'm actually not sure how it works. Like, so I'm giving some minor quest spoilers here, but like, these women are like doing these crazy thing in the middle of a forest here, and you kind of get caught up in it. And then you are attacked by people who think they are witches. <laughs> okay. Not. And like I, the type of character I am, I killed those people. I'm just like, get out of my way. I'm killing you. And it, that, that fight was actually kind of interesting because you're like, you're like all drugged up. So you're all loopy. <laughs> and you're trying to fight these guys. In and first person I, too, right? Yeah. I go back to the quest person who gave me that quest. He's a priest. And he got like really pissed at me because I killed people. And, like, I, I don't think... I'm pretty sure I did not get a reward for it because I did that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, that's bizarre. That's, a, that's, that's one of those things where it's, like, this story can really go places. It doesn't have to be, like, based in fant- fantasy or with magic and stuff like that. It's that they can straight up uh, get you on drug trips, I guess. <laughs> that's all I needed. Well, that's that's great. Uh, Kingdom uh, Come Deliverance, of course, is already out. Um and so I, just one last thing I want to say. Sure, yeah. Uh, combat. I was going to get to this before, but got distracted again. So you don't fight a lot in the game, but when you do, it's kind of like this weighty first-person kind of combat system, and it kind of how do I put this? It feels a little bit clunky, but probably because that's kind probably how fighting bandits along a road, you know, in the medieval ages probably felt. Yeah, you know, these aren't. Like, a lot of these people aren't, like, master swordsmen that you find. This isn't a fucking kung fu film, you know? Right. (laughs) And so, like, um, you 
the basics to combat is kind of like you're strafing all the time. It's first person. You can swing from a couple of different angles. So your basic strategy is to kind of like if you swing from the left, we're going to block from the left. And you want to try to then quickly swing from the right or maybe do a stab move and try to like catch them off guard. Um, there's a little bit more to it. Like you can do like feints and things where you, you act like you're going to swing from the right, but then you actually swing from the from the bottom or whatever. Uh, and then when you add other weapons and things like shields, it gets a little bit more complex there. But it's kind of like this. It, it It's one fighting off one person can sometimes take a while. Um, it's not exceptionally quick. You can't just like mow them down. And I kind of feel like that's also part of this this whole endeavor to be authentic. You can't just like mow down, you know, four oh, bandits. You say it's the Dark Souls in the Middle Ages, huh? That's a, that's, that's... It's a little bit awkward because the way that it's first person, it, it kind of it kind of has that old Assassin's Creed feel where you kind of have to fight one person at a time. It's oh, a little sure. bit awkward when there's more than one. But uh, it, it, I just I wanted to just mention that because it, it I do feel like it kind of ties into this whole authentic angle of the game. Uh, even if it does kind of result in it being just a little bit clunky. But so so yeah, I'm like really enjoying it. It's got some drawbacks with some bugs and things. I want to mention that giving consideration to like this is a I believe Warhorse Warhorse Studios first game basically. Mm-hmm. Um things like the cinematics and the voice acting and things like that are better than I expected. <laughs> like th- it's actually pretty interesting and pretty well done. And like the characters sound really natural in a sense, like cool. Like your Henry sounds like what you, he's kind of a dweeb. Um, <laughs> he's not a knight; he's just a peasant, and he kind of like he has this really earnest uh, tone to his voice. Um, but like he, when he gets angry, he kind of he sounds angry, but you can still kind of tell he's not like he just sounds like a normal person in a sense. Uh, and then same thing, like when you're talking to like royalty and one of the characters you meet is kind of like this young royal or young noble punk type character. Um, and they just all sound kind of natural to me. Uh, so it's, 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 it's impressive, I think, uh, yeah, considering the sure. it's, like, it's almost like an indie game, really. It seems like they delivered, like, uh, despite, you know, the technical bugs, limitations, whatnot, it seems like they really delivered on a vision, you know, like uh, people have been mm-hmm. wanting a more realistic I sh- take out a med- medieval era, so I think it's good on them for sure. I should also I, I keep mentioning one last thing, but I'm playing on PC, and while PC, I still have run into a number of bugs. Apparently, it's a heck of a lot worse on PS4 and Xbox. Um, uh, so is it, it seems like is it optimized even, well even, even if I am oh. encountering a lot of kind of just kind of this awkwardness, you just kind of you kind of just become accustomed to it. Apparently, it's like it's probably less. Uh, or it's even worse in a sense on consoles. It seems like it's been like a really bad week for like console versions of new games with Dynasty Warriors and this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's flip flop, of course, where that the PS4 version is better than apparently the PC version of Dynasty Warriors. Yeah. But it's, yeah. Uh, obviously, they're still trying to figure out how to make it one to one across all platforms. Still hard for them. Uh, but can't blame them. I mean, the fact that this is a pretty ambitious game. Uh, and as you said, they don't have like. A big development studio. It's Wars, uh, and it's the first game. So maybe they'll learn from it and get this all fixed as soon as possible. So yeah, uh, I assume we'll have something from you on the site for Kingdom Come soon enough. I'm going to take my time with this game. Yeah, like, not only not that. only is there, uh, it seems like it's an open world game. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's like gigantic, but there is quite a bit to to explore. Um, but not only that, like, I kind of want to just 
make sure I kind of experience a lot of it and also give it maybe some time if they iron out some things. Uh, so no rush in getting like a review up or whatever. No, this is definitely a game about the experience more so than anything. Mm-hmm. You basically treat it like an MMO at some point because it sounds like it's got like a lot of those trappings in it. Uh, so, Chow, uh, now that you're here... Uh, you've been playing, uh, we've talked about this before, the uh, past couple of weeks in fact, uh, but uh, you wanted to share your thoughts on the new Radiant Historia remaster that came out on the 3DS. Uh, so what were your thoughts on it? Like I mentioned, we talked about it before and what we thought about the new content and stuff like that, but what were your thoughts? Well, I really enjoyed the voice acting in this one actually, so I think that's the biggest plus in this game. Um, I think what the biggest problem is the new content. I don't know why they trying to make it sound like, oh, it's like they suggest that you should play a pen mode if you never played a DS version, but you, then you had to beat the whole game in order to see the new content. And a lot of them are kind of kind of like pointless, you know what I'm saying? They're not really important or they're not interesting in general. That's kind of what we were talking about before, too. So I guess we both got the same impression, eh? <laughs> That's uh, yeah, I mean, Santa's the one who, who covered it for the set, of course, and he was talking about, yeah, that it was a lot of mission-based, uh, it was, it's a mission-based structure for the new content they added in Rain Historia, Perfect Chronology, which is the full title, um, that it's mostly the same game, except for some changes, but then that, yeah, that new content, it's wholly not really necessary if you're already played the base game, but... Yeah, like... But I still find it's like they should just you to play a pen mode or whatever instead of perfect yeah. mode. That's like is a, is a pen mode just like that the new content alone? A pen mode is basically the DS game basically, and oh, you have to okay. beat the whole game before the new content is appears on the game. But if you did it that way, it's like a whole slog because you had to finish them all at once, right? Oh, well, that's that's weird. Okay, that's I'm trying to wrap my head around like why they kind of. Oh yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, I mean, it's obviously. mostly for the new people too. So yeah, yeah like if you play, I think perfect mode is still better, even as a new player, because you know, you just kind of, you know, you could just play on your own pace. It's like, oh, I want to play new content now, or I can do it later instead of trying to finish it all at once once you beat the game, right? Yeah. Uh, what do you think about like uh? Have you tried the like the hard mode in that game? Because I, I remember Seda was kind of. Or I heard lots of things about the hard mode being very difficult, and mm-hmm. I didn't really try the hard mode. I only tried the normal mode because I yeah. want to finish the game as fast as I can, right? So I didn't want to go. Did, did you play the original DS? Uh, I played the DS version. I didn't really fully beat it, but I do know some of the story contents in there. Like I do know some of the major plot twists. I don't know why I still remember it today, but because they're great. Radiant Story is a great game. God damn it! <laughs> no, I don't know. It's like I'd I, say I, it's the top one of the top three games on the DS. Yeah, I would say I, I didn't beat it though on the DS. I mean, this is just kind of one of those things that it it, it served as a reminder. I mean, not that you didn't under not not that I didn't know this, but it kind of serves as a reminder that sometimes what we're looking for in games is a little bit different. Like when I play Radiant Historia on 3DS, like I was super appreciative of hard mode because, like, yes, it make, it kind of it take it took longer for me to beat the game, but I kind of felt like just that's what I was hoping to see in the original game. That I kind of just it was a little bit I felt like it was a little bit too easy to just kind of cruise through it, and I thought it really helped me to uh to really appreciate things like the battle system. But then I saw like a friend of mine who also reviewed the game. He kind of had like an opposite take where it's like. 
Um, I really, really wanted just to experience the story again. So I just played it on friendly mode, you know, just skip through all the battles. And I really appreciated that. Like, oh, okay. I'm, nope. I'm kind of mixed about the battle system in the game. It, it's, it has some interesting things, but you kind of use the same strategy for everything. You just want to push enemies in the same kind of pattern and just hit them all at once sort of thing. I'm not sure if you got the same kind of feeling as I do, but that's what I got. I mean, if you're talking specifics on hard mode, I didn't play the whole game on hard mode because of time consideration, but I do. I did feel like be a little bit more balanced there, where sometimes, depending on how many turns you had, like okay, I have a couple of turns here. I have to just kill that unit, get him out of the way, and get him so he can stop attacking me, type of thing. And sometimes it might be better to maybe I should line up some terms and knock them together and take them all out at once, type of thing. And I felt like there's a little bit more of a personally, like a little bit more of a decision to be made in terms of how you take on enemies that way. It's not always Eruka and Odd 24-7. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel about the the character like redesigns, especially like Erica, for example? Um, I don't hate them, but a lot of a lot of fans are indifferent to them. Um, I feel this actually gives away one like more important plot points a lot earlier based on how they look. Instead of the original, where I can't really figure them out being... Or... Do you think, do you think like the the new designs like are kind of like more expressive, so you can kind of see their uh, they they feel like you know I think they're more generic, but it, they have like more drawings to show like different emotions instead of having mm-hmm. the same static images. Yeah, right? I forgot I forgot the original one only had that one portrait for them always. Yeah, so this is a lot more expressive in emotions for okay. the characters, okay. right? But I think it, also the voice acting helps too. Like you, you know, when you. Everyone's kind of voiced now, right? So it kind of gives more control over the situation instead of just using portraits, right? I forgot. I forgot if I asked this last week for you, Seda, but um, like the amount of voice acting in this game—is it only for the main scenes, or is it like any character with a portrait is voiced? Okay. So sometimes you'll have like a side character who's who doesn't have a portrait. And it'll actually do that thing where, like, Stock is talking to, like, a soldier or whatever, and Stock will, will voice something. And then the soldier will just have text, and then Stock will respond to him voiced again. Okay. okay. Yeah, so, usually the NPCs will just say, like, two lines, like, right, yo, right. sir, or whatever, right? <laughs> I mean, so they, they occasionally will say, the one character that, was, that it doesn't have a portrait, and it's kind of weird that he doesn't have a voice, is the, uh, the chieftain of Celestia. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Yeah, I remember him being actually. The, well, different. the thing is, like, there's a there's a Celestia woman. Uh, I forget what their what their race is called. Who who does have a portrait? And she had a portrait in the original game, and she's kind of a, a main character who talks a lot for him. But the sheepton still talks a lot too. But he does not. It's not voice. So it's just it's just slightly awkward that like when mm-hmm. he talks, there is no voice. But nah, not that big a deal. It's just kind of just yeah. slightly awkward. Cool. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, yeah, I think everyone's probably it. gone through yeah. it. It didn't change the game too much, so I don't think there's too much to talk about. So tell me, tell me about Side Game's new thing. What's their new shindig? Oh, <laughs> yes. Side Game. Oh, they yeah. they released this game just on just the day after Valentine's Day. It's called the uh, Princess Connect Redive. All right, I already kind of <laughs> okay. got an idea in my head about what that is. What well, anyways, uh, Princess Connect was a card game made by Side Games back in the day, and now they made it into kind of like a Grand Blue style RPG using the characters from Princess Connect. That's kind of like what they did with it. How does it play? Like, I know it's like a it's very automated. It's like it's like a simplified Grand Blue. Every character start attacking by themselves. This one, like, you don't need to like 
use every different thing. <laughs> sounds like I'm doing it already. <laughs> but they, they simplify the combat a lot. And uh, every time when they were like TP is full, you just tap the character icon and they unleash their super, you know, and that super is kind of like what makes each character unique, right? Are there like uh, character classes in it? Um, how it goes, it's like uh, each character you unlock, they start rank one. And if you get lucky, you get a free star character. And the free star character, um, like all characters can be upgraded fully, right? What you do is you collect these orbs of that character and you can use that orb to rank up the character. Or you can use that to unlock the character if you're bad luck and maybe you might be lucky enough to save enough of those orbs and unlock that character you try so hard to draw for. Wait, so so they had like, it's not really sparking, but so you, but you can amass enough orbs to like actually just like, instead of like rolling for randomly, you can like just pick it up like from a shop at like a heightened cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're lucky, you can just pick it up slowly and just get that character, right? Uh, how do you like uh, get orbs to just like do it? Story um, you just do like story missions. Like it has the same grand blue system. Once you unlock the character, you can play a little story segment of them to unlock jewels. They use this currency called jewel to unlock characters. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's I think they spent a lot of money on this game or something because uh, every so freaking scene, every scene is a freaking anime cutscene. Like every single scene in here, and it's like asking you, do you want to download this scene? Do you want to download this? Scene? <laughs> oh my gosh! Invest wow. in this, <laughs> jeez. And it's like, and you play the character story, and it even asks you, do you want to download this scene with voices? Do you want to download this scene with voices? It's like, okay, I got it. You, This game consumes a lot of data. But, you know. Oh my gosh. that's, that's does, it, does it feel like it's going to be a grind, though? Like, the, can you, like, level up in battle, or do you need to, like, use currency? Uh, I don't know if it's, like, really grinding or not. It's pretty easy so far. Um, The plot's really basic. Um, It starts with the scene where you're fighting this 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 evil empress that looks like a fox and you you see you get your ass kicked and you wake up in a dream and and this person that that was saying that showing you this vision uh, was it she she assigned her servant to help you and this main character has amnesia the typical JRPG plot line (laughs) it's like you have an art amnesia plot line Mm -hmm. and he's gonna and he's gonna gather these heroes to stop this evil person that's what I got so far. And are there actually male characters in it too? Um, no, I only the main character is a male. Oh, go <laughs> figure! Oh my god! And basically, every character that joins them are all girls. Oh, go even have, One of the characters you could even roll for is uh, Jita from Grand Blue, the main heroine in Grand Blue. Is the is she a three star? I assume three stars. Yeah, yeah, she's a three star right now. She's the current banner unit. Okay, and what, what what are the rates to get like the highest rarity person? Uh, apparently, it's two percent. That's not actually. That's pretty good, <laughs> honestly. Rel- relatively okay. Yeah. Apparently, you join right now about apparently fifteen hundred jewels. It takes about one hundred fifty for one roll. So technically, they give you. I don't know enough for how ten long, rolls. How long? Ago. How long is the reroll process? Uh, the reroll process, you have to delete the entire game. I don't know. I. Don't exactly know if there's a faster way to do it, but I had to delete the whole game to do it. Uh, you have to watch these all these anime cutscenes again. Oh, watch fuck. the opening movie and all that because the game is trying to download. Uh, it's like trying to download the game while you're watching the anime cutscenes. Jesus, and these cutscenes are like how long? Pardon? How how long are these cutscenes? Um, you have to watch 
opening movie, which is about three minutes, and you can't oh, skip it. Wait, oh, so this God. isn't like Grand Blue... So people who don't know, Grand Blue Fantasy is like a browser-based game where you can actually skip ahead through the cutscenes and tutorial by just going to the right webpage. So this is not anything like that, though? No, it's not like that. It's oh, actually okay. an app. And the game actually looks really nice. Like, it's very smooth for an app game. This one. It's like, yeah, they definitely yeah. put their money on it. I'm trying to remember. They had, like, the side games had, like, different, like, three other different, like, mobile games in development. They had this. They had, like, uh, the... Was something Musume. It was a really fucked up premise where, like, the like they were, like, horse girls. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's wild i'm trying to remember the other one i think it was like a base building kind of rpg so you play games is, yeah good yeah i'm just saying side games is getting around trying to use all that more of that money <laughs> yeah so yeah there's like three million players already apparently on princess connect really days. holy crap yeah apparently it does like oh the, well to celebrate our three million how's the we'll server infrastructure? is there a lot of maintenances or the the server's getting up well I don't know. I just only log in for a few days, so it seems smooth so far. But some people say they can't get past the tutorial. So, well, hmm. so I mean, so so far has that been your new go-to? I know you play a lot of mobile uh, mobile games, like I do. So, is this your new go-to though? I just did download it recently because um, my guild in Grand Blue is trying this game out. And I say, well, I'm going to try it, and I'll see if I can get Jita, and I did not. So, so, so far, though, you're, you're kind of liking it, though? It seems pretty okay. I think I'm just logging in the game just to see the animated cutscenes or watching watching like the random story sequence, because it's fully voiced, right? But it just feels really generic anime <laughs> it, right now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it feels like it's uh, it's definitely a, a mobile game with high production values. This is like yeah. the top of the line kind of deal. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I love Grimble Fantasy. I think that thing's like way better than people give it credit for. Uh, but, well, um, I'm, I'm just yeah. going to say one more thing. When you sure. roll your character... Mm-hmm. It'll show anime cuts, you know, this person running to like this bulletin board to stamp. Oh, my God. oh it was a violent way to get the gotcha roll. Jeez, I, I kind of, I kind of want to give it a try and see like what, what, how they integrate these anime cutscenes and like the production values of it, and see how. I don't know. Maybe it's probably a bad idea, but maybe. Well, speaking of that, I've actually been playing Makai Wars, which is uh, the new mobile game based on Makai Kingdom. Uh, Makai Wars was meant to be originally a PS2 game, but they canceled it, and now it's kind of worked its way to becoming a mobile game. Uh, That was announced last year. I I forget when, but they finally released it uh, in Japan. Uh, I downloaded it. It's been all right. It's it's actually kind of interesting. Uh, so uh, the main character is Asagi, and so she was the character that everyone really wanted to have her own game. I think that like Anime Expo, I was like, yeah, let's have her game, and then it turned out to be a moment. Um So that's a damn shame. But at the same time, it's it's kind of interesting in that uh, it's not like a typical Disgaea or Makai Kingdom kind of game. Um, in that uh, everything's kind of laid out. Uh, on left and right side so like uh, the whole you come to a battlefield enemy on the left you on the right there's a grid you make your way from right to left uh and it's kind of like from then on it's it's like you know just it's like a tactical rpg it's very basic very uh standard stuff about what you would expect from a game like this it's very limited in scope uh but it's got a lot of the same humor a lot of the same charm that those those games have that i really enjoy uh like the a lot of the same like expressions and things like that that the characters make are very much in here and it's got a lot of original characters a lot of original story content the music's there for sure uh it's just 
it's an amazing thing. Uh, the only thing I'll say is that, you know, it's not like your typical, like, you know, the sprites, of course. Everyone who's ever played those series know, like, the sprites are kind of like the, the low-resolution-style uh, uh, sprites uh, that are kind of fun to watch uh, nowadays. Uh, they're very clean now, you know? it's it, They've still got the same sort of, uh, like I said, expressions that the characters have, like the, the face emotes and stuff, but it, they're very cleanly drawn, uh, so that's it's kind of taking a while getting used to is it like a like a like a weird like texture smoothing yeah it's like it's like you know it's like someone who drew it like it's just a typical animated sprite you know it's it's like it's it's not it's like that but you know you know when characters get hit they react the way you would expect them to or like you know they'd go like like they they squint and then just like ah i'm in pain you know it's it's this uh anyone who's played those games know what i'm talking about but like it's got like a lot of those like trademark um characteristics that you like uh and the gotcha roll is kind of humorous as well like asagi just shoots a bullet up in the sky and then it like uh it becomes more powerful the the better the roll is uh from like you know <laughs> common to gold to rainbow um and then when the character like it skyrockets back down to the earth and blasts whoever's standing there out of the way oh, so that they cool. can make their like their appearance uh so you just see sprites just flying off screen left and right uh until they uh you're finally done so uh, it's it, like I said. It's still got like a lot of the same humor. They've got all the characters from across the uh, the Nipponichi catalog uh, for strategy RPGs, like Skya, Makai. What's who's like the current Mario. like like uh, banner right now? Like like who's like the higher like rarity characters? Well, it's actually kind of interesting. So I mean, I've got Laharl, so you've got like him, of course, uh, and you know you've got Etna and. Uh, uh, all, all and you know the, the main characters from like the Sky Four Fun. and Five and stuff like that. What? Flan. Flan, thank you. I don't know why, but I blanked on her <laughs> nice. name. I appreciate that. Nice. Yes, Flan, uh, one of the best. Uh, is it like five-star rarity or four-star rarity? Like, what's the highest rarity? I've only gotten rarity? three so far. So I'll say, at least with the re-roll process, you don't have to worry about that. Because you could straight up, like, your first tutorial roll, you can just hit a button and it re-rolls <laughs> right there. So it's... Oh, okay. So actually, there's like a, like a what Kirara Fantasia does. Like, hey, like we'll, we'll let you, like, get this ten roll, but you can do it at any... You can, like, redo this at... I'd ever, however many times you want to. No, not, not not so much that. Just the tutorial. So it's not like you know any time if you're not uh, happy with it. It's definitely just that one uh, moment. Oh yeah. But uh, just the uh, yeah. I don't know if maybe it's the same we were talking about, but um, uh, you know, it, it's it's uh, it was like the best I got was a gold or a three star. I, I assume it goes to five, like typical games like that. You know, uh, I've never gotten anything above that so far. Um, Harl is my best character so far. Uh, but you know, it's only been like a day or two <laughs> since I started. And I, I forgot if you mentioned this, but this isn't like a strategy RPG, like like most other Nipponichi no. games. It's like, is it like a, a turn-based kind of deal now? Yeah. Yeah. It's well, so instead of it being like an isometric, like, like I said, anyone who's played those games, know the look of it. it. Instead, it's just like, you've got a screen that you move on a grid from right to left to go up to the enemy and attack them. And of course, based on your, uh, attack, uh, the amount of the area effect changes like that uh they do have some changes as well like now it's got uh, a, tr- a weapon triangle i guess you'd say like kind of like fire emblem or something like that where like you've got like uh wind characters uh, water characters and fire characters and like they they're stronger against certain types of enemies as well which i guess this guy and those games kind of had as well but you know it's it's definitely more evident here 
but you know, yeah, it's it's kind of turn based in that, like you know, you, it's not like you go and then the enemy goes. It's definitely just you know, like you've, you're showed up in the turn order, so now it's your time. So that's that's the kind of thing it is. Um, so it's it's very it's like if you took the those games and really drove them down to the most basic design, that's kind of what it is. Uh, but so far, it's it's been kind of interesting. And then, like I said, if I understood the language, I would know that there's a ton of story to this. There's a lot of story. Uh, a lot I, of wonder, characters. I, I wonder if this would ever try to localize it. I think this they would. This seems like the perfect kind of game because this is like, uh, you know, this isn't exactly what people wanted, but personally, I think it's pretty rad, you know. And uh, it's 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 the type of game like they, if I'm not, I'm pretty sure they made a disguise game for mobile before it before it got canceled. Uh, but like this actually looks like um, something that really fits the, the the format, you know, the 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 screen itself, you know. It's it's not like that's the best part of these games that you know they don't need to be like these big huge things before you can play enjoy something like this. And the saga is showing up in all the disguise games. I think she was like at one point she was like taking us prisoner and she she was busted out. That's like her whole story i guess like in, in a <laughs> nutshell and it was characters themselves that uh excuse me players themselves that kind of added to her story so now like the first thing you see is her in her bedroom and she gets whisked away to like this new area uh, this new world and she has to like recruit all these characters from the Nipponichi catalog so like i said it's pretty basic and i've been having a lot of fun with it i recommend it uh just cool. people interested in that it's got a lot of rpg mechanics in there so it'd be neat i've also been playing the secret of a uh, secret of mana remake and oh, yeah. I am not feeling it, guys. It's, oh, no. I am what not happened? feeling it. It's Secret of Mana um, definitely has always been one of my favorite RPGs of all time. I haven't put it in my video and said it as much. It's just not that good. Uh, the remake I'm talking about, of course. Uh, so it's, it's kind of interesting because I actually had this uh, discussion with a, a friend of the site, uh, Robert uh, Peeler. People might know him. Uh, he used to work for like Square Enix and Konami, so we were having this big discussion about like you know how good this game really is. Um, and he, he talked about how the game didn't hold up, but he felt the remake was amazing. I was like, that's because the core game was pretty great to begin with, uh, and it's I don't feel like this remake is doing it many favors. You know, I, so, I still have to work out my thoughts though. Let me. Have you gotten fairly far in? Uh, I've gotten uh, to the upper lands, and I've already beaten the game multiple times. So I'm not, well, I'm not, don't really, I don't really need to beat the game before I can review it. I'm actually, wor- I'm already almost done with my review for it. So okay, but let me let me just put it this way. Yeah. Um, I I, I have not played the game, so I can't. I don't have an opinion on it. Obviously, I mean, I played yeah. the original, not the remake. Um, the original Secret of Mana it has a fantastic art style, sprite style, and yes. it has a great soundtrack and. Mm-hmm. I think those are what people remember most. The combat gameplay itself, um, it's kind of a, it is kind of weird and glitchy and buggy at times. It's kind of. Oh, you're, uh, gonna, you're gonna like my answer to this, but keep going. No, um, it's better if you play multiplayer. Um, oh, totally. Yeah, that's, like, that's, that's, that's it's much easier to do. Basically, what I'm getting bosses. at was my hope for the remake was, well, they're totally changing the art style and they're doing a different arranged soundtrack. Although you can get the original soundtrack. But I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like I'm hoping they maybe can like they can uh, they can uh, mm. tune it up mechanically, nope. kind of iron it out and things like that. And nope. what I've heard is that it they really did not. Nope, um, they did it's not. It's basically do the it. same. So what you basically have, from my understanding, again, I haven't played it, is that it's just kind of as wonky as the original game. Not yep. not that it's like poor or bad. It's just a little bit awkward. 
but you now you have this totally different art style and awkward soundtrack. So just kind of like the one thing I was hoping they could really like actually improve in the remake. They it seems like they didn't. Is that kind of what you have? Like I, I heard the English stuff is weird too. Yeah, no, that's that's totally on the button right there. It's that uh, they didn't do any quality of life improvements. Uh, so I don't know if it's because they felt like you know fans expect this to happen. Like when you cast a spell that the person freezes in place until it's done or uh, use an item. It's it's like that kind of stuff is still very much there. Um, and to the point, you know, like I'll say like some of my boss tactics, which is like spam the magic over and over until the before the enemy can move. That still works. So I guess that that's okay by me. <laughs> Uh, that's just a you know that's. A- I also heard that the actually the ring menu is actually a little bit harder to use than it was in the original. Yeah, it's it, everything feels like a little chunkier. You know, it's it's yeah. a little it's a little less uh, intuitive than it used to be. Uh, everything moves a little bit slower, and it, it's it's like they kept some weird things. Like people who play the original Secret of Mana know that when you talk to an NPC, all the characters run up to it and like spread out, and and so you can face it. Now with like 3D models, it just looks really janky because <laughs> they're like clipping in and out of each other yeah. uh, before that can happen. Um, and it's still got for some reason all the same pathing issues uh that it had before like when you go to the, the um, haunted forest yeah you know like anyone who's been to the haunted forest it's the worst because um seda we call you seda I, I should mention before we've been calling him uh, adam vitale seda because that's his handle and it's a we way have- for us to d- differentiate between him and adam reese so people who are confused whenever we say that that's 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 his uh username um but like in the haunted forest, the worst part is that uh, when the character gets, when a party member gets clipped into the environment, this was even back in the Super Nintendo version. Uh, the camera locks before uh, locks the screen, so you can't go too far away. Uh, in this, you can actually get out of the way, but the par- the person just stays there. <laughs> so you're like, okay, I am down a person. I need to run I've all only, the way back. I've only played the original Secret Amana once, so I'm not as familiar with it as you. But I remember. I think it was actually the last dungeon. It's like a castle um, that yeah. one of my characters got like stuck in a wall, and like it was actually like preventing me from continuing. Um, like that actually, I, that actually, yeah, uh, it was like a weird spot. Uh, spot, and I, I shared a picture on my on my Twitter account that um, one of the characters, Prim, she got teleported to a different part of the of the of the of the map uh, and into like this void and i couldn't do anything until i reloaded the save so and you mean this oh, i was yeah, talking I my, my my anecdote was the original you're talking about the remake yeah yeah like, yeah no that's like that stuff uh, the, the, the stuff i get stuck in the environment that's still very much here because everything like even though the 3d models they've got like physical space which what i was hoping is like you know we were talking quality of life improvements it would have been great if like they just you know trans like teleported to your location if, if you went too far like that kind of small thing would have been perfect but no like if they get stuck in the environment or like for example when you're in a guy's navel which is like this area with like different levels it's an outside outdoor environment that you go down steps to like ring around to protect these waterfalls they stay down there until you like go across to a different screen like your your party members so you you have to like run all the way back down to where they're located to like pick them up so that they can find you and get up to you so like they should have fixed the uh, the uh, the pathing issues that was existing in the original like that was one of my big you issues you have the technology the now <laughs> yeah um, it's, it's actually ridiculous can i ask something um, so i haven't played this and i haven't played the original secret Mana, but one of the things that i'd been seeing on my um i'm not sure if it was on twitter or if it was somewhere else it was discussion about the remake uh, apparently there's a difference in the combat and the way that projectiles work Whereas in the original game, they were kind of like four-way, like north, south, east, west. 
end and this yeah. one it's like enemies can kind of snipe you from any direction yeah. and yep. they've got full directional like support yeah uh, I will also mention that uh, I will say at least uh, one of the changes that they made, which seemed evident, is that uh, you can attack enemies even with they're sitting, laying on the ground. You know, you can kind of still do that before, and you can hear the attack. But for example, one of the uh, enemies that you probably remember from like early in the game, uh, Seda, is that like you know it was like this flying bee or something that you you had to attack and then land on the ground. You have to wait for it to get itself back up before you can attack it again. The only the only Those enemy the I remember are like. Like specifically, there's what, what do they call those bunny things? Rabbits, yeah. Rabbits. Yeah, I mean, they're they're like the they're those they're like the mascot. But yeah, um, that's that's, that's pretty much but that the the, whole uh, the archer guys. I don't know what they're called, but like anytime there's an archer, you go for them first because they are fucking annoying. Yeah, yeah. It's like kobolds or something. I forget what they are, but like yeah. the, the bees. The reason that I mentioned that is that you can keep attacking it over and over again, spam it pretty much when it's on the ground, and it'll consistently get hit uh, until it dies. Uh, before you had to wait for the animation to be over before you could do anything, and that was. Uh, a, a, a slug uh but you know like like you were talking about like there could have been um improvements that that they could have made with this but it also doesn't like i i know you reviewed adventures of mata of course you played the original game as well uh the original uh uh the game that is based on final fantasy legend um was it Final Fantasy Legend or am I blinking here? Final adventure? Fantasy Adventure. Oh, Adventure, excuse me. Final Fantasy Legend is Saga. Yeah, that's right. I, I actually played Adventure in Mana and I didn't like the remake at all compared to the Game Boy version. Well, the so. reason I bring it up is that that remake looked better than this one uh, when you compare them side to side uh, just wow. based on the visuals. Like, the thing I'll say that I like about it is that, like, yeah, I, I think the, the problems people brought up before are also kind of weird. Like, you know, there's voice acting now. But the characters' voices don't like their lips don't move when they talk, despite the fact that they're they have, there's a bunch of animated cutscenes where they're very expressive, like they have a lot of facial reactions to what's happening, but their lips don't move, which is like okay, that's a weird design decision. Um, I guess it's because they wanted to cut costs when they had to do with two different tracks, but you know, lip syncing is kind of what's been happening in anime for years now. Um, and but uh, you know, to say some good things about it is that. Uh, I do like the character designs, you know, the, the new character designs for the characters. Um, they look they look neat. Uh, uh, they're very, like I said, they're very expressive, uh, which is fun, and and they have they have a bit of a charm about them. Uh, I will say the um, English voice acting is kind of, eh. <laughs> it's like it's nothing. And this is someone like uh, like I am. I typically like. Um, I'm not the type of person who's like very purist about you know it's got to be Japanese or not at all. I, I actually do appreciate a lot of like the English voice work that goes in games like you know Trails of Cold Steel is a great English voice track you know and I, I appreciate that. Like I've been to mention Tuni, I cover those games all the time. I almost always use the English voice track just because I'm used to it. Um, very fancy rap. That's good. It, just, yeah, it feels fun. like it feels but like this, is, uh, this whole project is almost cheaper than it should have been. It looks like they cut corner. Yeah, the, the, voice. the budget is very small. Are. Looks like yeah. The impression I'm getting is that. I should probably just play the SNES version. It's buy the SNES Classic and get that. Yeah, that's kind I, of. I have the SNES Classic, so I'm just gonna probably plug it in and play it that way. Then. Hell yeah! I mean, it's that's so sure. I will say at least that it's kind of difficult because I'm coming from the perspective of someone who really loved the original and I think it really holds up in terms of visuals. Like you know, Sadie, you're talking about you know the the sprites look great. I still I think they look great too, and that's like I'm a big fan of that stuff. Uh, and this is kind of weird because I'm coming off my review of Lost Sphere, where it's a game that tries to harken back to that era, and it's got a design kind of like that. Um, and then you go to something like this, where like the Secret of Mana remake, like it's difficult because it's a it's a very, it's a 
style that um, you need to have a particular taste for. Uh, and the voice acting is kind of, eh. I guess you can, I mean, I did mention this in even my review. I'm going to mention it. It's that you just, you know, you can turn off the voice acting and it won't be a big deal. Uh, but there's like all these, they added a bunch of cutscenes. Like every time you go to sleep, like a lot of the time you'll wind up in like in this little skit uh, talking about what just happened. And it kind of takes away a little bit from the game. Uh, like you, when you're over explaining what's happening in the story, like it loses some of that uh, obscurity that it had in the past. Like, I mean, let's let's just face it. I mean, the whole game was about Prim trying to save her boyfriend. That's really what <laughs> the secret of Hana is. Yeah, like, I know. It's, it's dialogue, Prim right? needs to save dialogue. That's really what the whole game was about. It was bizarre when you think about it. I, I, obviously, I'm trivializing it a little bit, but like that that was mostly the game is you try to save her, the person she has a crush on. Um, but I'm just saying, like in the, it seems like a problem with all their remakes. They did the same um, thing with Sword of Mana. You know? yeah. It's like they added all yeah. this exposition exposition which just kind of drags down the game it's like i don't think need all this thing explained to me yeah i mean i would say if you're new to secret armada it's not a bad remake necessarily it's just that it doesn't do the original many favors you know or any favors really it's that if you love the original you're gonna have a really tough time wanting to play this again if you it's the first time playing it you might appreciate it just because it's it's a more contemporary look more modern look and if you don't but like the 2D translation sprites, good i was gonna say it's a translation good uh, the original I mean, didn't have a very good translation because it was done in like a month or something. Like yeah, there was a, I remember hearing that story. It was like an extremely short period of time. The original, the original or translation of Secret Mana is like probably not like objectively good, but it's like it's weirdly charming because, as far as I understand it, Wolseley had to um was extremely restricted in character space. Wolseley. Oh yeah. Yeah. So like. What that basically amounts to is like every character you meet in the story is like incredibly direct. Yeah, like, like they're very yeah. bored about it. Nice everything. to meet you. Now you have to go that way. Yeah. Bye. Don't waste my time. Yeah, it was a little hard to understand. That's. I mean, that's that's kind of it goes back to that point where I said you know that the game feels like it's a little bit of a slog now. Uh, that there's like all this additional stuff. I mean, I will say the translation does appear better. So what I'm doing is that like sometimes when I'm like trying to remember the way the original game looks, I've actually got my desktop right next to my tv that i use to play games on um that i have like the original game up like so i can like follow it uh, someone's walkthrough so i can like look side to side and see the differences as as the game goes on as i play it so um you know like, like just to have a bit of a comparison uh there definitely is changes in a lot of the translations um uh, the way characters talk the way they react especially when you get to uh pandora uh the uh the the palace there i forget what it's called um the way they talk to each other is kind of weird. Thanatos looks a lot less intimidating in a 3D model than he did in the 2D sprite because you can see him. I mean, now he's just like a dude wearing a mask with a with a robe. <laughs> so it's kind of that's what I'm talking about. Like you know, the 2D sprites is, I feel like it's got this own design. And then is you go the to world the world structure looks, like the same though. I'm sorry. Like like the actual like physical construction of the world. Like literally, even where like the screen breaks are, are those all the same? Yes, it's it's a it's okay. it's vibrant. It's very colorful. It looks. It, it, I just remember uh, Adventures of Mana compared to Final Fantasy Adventure. Like literally, every tree, every bush was in the same spot. Yeah, no, that's that's pretty much it. Like I looked over and I saw the same flower over yeah. there. The enemies in a lot of the same spots. Uh, they just like redone the models for the like, the and uh, the vegetation stuff like that. Um. The game seems easier, but it's probably just because I played through it like a, a month ago. So that's probably why. Like, I've still got, I'm, I'm beating the game a lot quicker uh, than 
I originally did. Like I'm playing it right now, and I, and I and I just so I can look at it while talking to you guys. And yeah, it's it's hard to say. It's it's hard to say if this is like a, I can recommend this game just because it doesn't feel good. It, it doesn't also, worth it the forty dollars. No. It, 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 it feels weird too that it's like, like a twenty dollar game, know, pretty much. When I have friends who have like a fondness of like the secret of, of the original Secret of Mana, like even beyond those problems, there's just the the lack of like online co op as well. It's like, wait, why why the fuck are they charging this much and they're not letting even letting us? Talk I like how they advertised the local co op and that's yeah. like, well, that's what that was the original. So. I mean, to be fair, if you're playing on or what you can do is you can use a share play and you can have up to one person playing that way. Yeah, but- you can. But it's a, you know, yeah. it's, it, yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I think the game is much better local co-op anyway. Like, online co-op for this game would be so weird for me. I don't know. That seems odd. But that's that's just how I, I mean, hey, just, uh, we're, we're talking about my nostalgia, <laughs> you know. Um, you don't yeah. need a multi-tap anymore, at least. Yeah, but, it, you know, it, uh, just bottom <laughs> line is that you take a lot of the issues we talked about in the 2D, the sprite-based SNES version, and looked fascinating. Like, I was talking about, you know, running up to a merchant and talk to him. Like, that stuff looks like you forgive it, pretty much, with 2D sprites, but when you're looking at 3D models, you just get upset. <laughs> like, you're like, okay, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. That looks just... I didn't I didn't see that in the original. I don't like the way this looks. And the, Do you the think it could be a problem with, like, the... Oh. Um, sorry. I'm sorry, like the the boss music and the soundtrack, the rearranged version of this uh, doesn't sound good. Like it sounds annoying almost, and I hate that. Uh, even like there's additional instruments that just kind of throw it off. Uh, it's like a little bit of a squeechy sound. It just doesn't sound good. <laughs> like I listen to some samples on YouTube. They turned the shopkeeper music into like a techno sounding. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound that great, guys. And you know, yeah. By the way, the shopkeeper, his dance doesn't look that good in 3d compared to the 2d version You're like oh that's what he's doing like this little like sweeney motion like he's grabbing himself uh, i don't know he's like it just i'm sorry guys i i just don't know if i can recommend this uh i think the shopkeeper danced in donham or no i remember there was a later mana game where the shopkeeper still danced and it was just weird yeah it's probably maybe it's an evolution i see i barely played donna mana so that's probably why you know it's weird to think it's been 10 years since that 25 years since secret of mana uh even if this is uh, this remake may not hit the right notes, uh, I'm still very hopeful that they'll announce a new Mana game soon enough. So let's get into the news. Uh, we've only got a few topics to discuss. That's why we kind of made it top-heavy uh, this episode with the uh, games we've been playing. So the first thing we've got here is that uh, Ben and Emco has been slowly sharing some information about the game. Now, this originally was like a, an update for Japan, but we eventually got the, the details uh, from Ben and Emco America that Code Vein... Um, uh, they divulge a little bit of the multiplayer features for that game, and so the way that co-op is going to work, we can, uh, you know, request outside help from a friend or from a stranger. You're going to be using distress signals, which is kind of sound like a little bit dull, a little bit of a Dark Souls thing. Uh, can you even speak on this? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of think of it like the SOS flare in uh, Monster Hunter World. Yeah, um, oh, the, where, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so so just uh, you fire it off uh, uh, one person. Uh, it looks like it's only going to be restricted to like uh, only one other player. Uh, I believe it's you still have like the whole game. You have like an AI companion, but you get like, and you still have your AI companion, and then one other human player. I believe. Yeah, yeah. The, like yeah, when, you, when you go assist them. someone, you, you when you assist someone, you don't have your partner character in that game. Um, so it's it's very it's very like basic, I guess, in that sense, because like you know the way you communicate with them is like little stamps, gestures, and whatnot. Seems to be a temporary type uh, type of deal. So yeah, I mean, it's just nice to finally get confirmation whether this game's gonna have any sort of multiplayer in it, and that's kind of their their solution for it. It seems to be 
uh, still single player focused. But you know, if you need that little extra help or want to play with you know another friend, there there's your solution. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of neat that even the companion character, I believe, still will help the 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 co op partner as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. yeah the co- like the co op partner doesn't replace the companion character. The no. companion, like the, the the player one's companion, if you if you will, is still there. Yeah, and you know, like items and, and spells and things like that affect all three of you. So that's that's pretty cool. I like that idea. Uh, maybe they'll get to the point where they have like you and the co-op partner and they both have companions i don't know that seemed maybe that's a little bit too much for that but uh that sounds awesome uh but it also sounds like it's going to be kind of like um neo or something like that where you have to meet requirements before you can be summoned into someone else's game which sounds like you know you have to beat the mission maybe before you can play with that person so that's it's a bit of a shame but uh we'll find out more when that game is uh gets closer to its release later this year the next piece of news we've got here is that so uh, Beamdog, people who don't know, they've been uh, working. Uh, not, night dive sorry, studio, night, sorry. Sorry, not, We had this discussion before. Yeah. Um, they've been working on a System Shock remake. They launched the Kickstarter for that uh, a couple years ago, I think, uh, by this point. Um, but just like with many uh, projects like of its ilk, uh, their vision outpaced their budget. And so what they had to do, they had to delay the game uh, as a result. At the la- kind of like the last minute, <laughs> a little bit. Like they, they're basically just sh- uh, they have halted it. Uh, they've sh- I won't say they shelved it, but like it's they don't know when they're going to get done with it because they have to kind of go back and rebuild everything. Yeah, I'm looking at the Kickstarter page right now, and you know their estimated de- delivery on their stuff was December of last year. So I guess to kind of delve a little bit uh, more into this, they had they had a, a full message on Kickstarter, and you know the they kind of went over like, hey, we had twenty one thousand backers and raised over one point three million dollars. But uh, the CEO of Night Dive Studios, uh, Stefan Kick, uh, says, you know, maybe we were too successful, maybe we lost our focus. The vision began to change. We moved from a remaster to a completely new game. We shifted engines from Unity to Unreal, a choice that we don't regret and one that has worked out for us. But with the switch, began uh, we began envisioning doing more, but strength for the core concepts for the original title. So it goes on to say that you know they just kind of kept on putting more and more resources to just expanding that that vision. And you know, the, like you said earlier, Zach, it's just you know when expectation meets reality, and you realize that you've gone through all your backer funds for something that you kind of just you overshot your vision. You you didn't you didn't rein it in trying to complete this project. So now they're at a weird situation where they're, they they say they're taking a break there, but they're not ending the project. They're putting on hiatus. Yeah. And, you know. Well, they probably have to make other games so that they can get the money that they need to be yeah. it. Because I know uh, that there's like certain, yeah, certain like <laughs> teams are like still like, maybe we should launch a second Kickstarter for the, it's like, it's Ugh. so shady <laughs> at that point. It's yeah, so yeah. damn shady. Money number nine did that. And I'm glad that, like, you know. Yeah. I appreciate that they're very transparent about this, that like they flat, flat out realized they apologized, they fucked up, and hopefully, you know, they, they can turn it around. Yeah. Hopefully we'll hear something about that soon. Yeah. Uh, other piece of news we've got, uh, not really much to talk about it, uh, that Xenoblade Chronicles 2 patch we discussed, uh, was it last week, I believe? Yeah. That 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 was supposed to contain things like the the new game plus patch along with some other uh additional features that's been delayed by a couple weeks you don't see that too often a patch being delayed but that has been the case because they're still trying to work out some of the bugs with that mm-hmm. i don't think there's yep. anything more but that's yeah there's nothing there's nothing more yeah they're just kind of like uh quality making sure that you know it, it rolls out smoothly and that like and they found some bugs in the process yeah so I mean, you we- know just uh 
to March second. We, we've got a we've got a post up on the site rpgsite.net. People want this does to seem to be their uh, biggest patch yet type of thing. Yeah, um, it's yeah. significant. It's, it's significant. So. Um, it has nothing to do with their DLC, right? Like this is straight up just a no. patch. Okay, okay. Because I know like the only the only Zelda thing that. is that they, in terms of the like expansion pass, is that you, they have like another like random set of items if you have the expansion pass. Oh, that's right. That's right. They okay. just they just kind of like I don't think that was even like advertised like sold the expansion pass. They just they just kind of like give us people who bought it. <laughs> yeah, a bone. some handouts. Like, like, here's, here's some stuff. Some, yeah. I mean, that's not bad. That's like a cool thing to to right. do. It's like not like expected. Like here's like a couple content updates it's that you know every but, so often we might feel like throwing some stuff to you no remind me though this is more general though like zelda breath of the wild and xenoblade 2 like the dlc you either buy all of it or none of it like, yes yeah, that's that's exactly it you so have to fire buy the expansion. Warriors, though fire Emblem warriors though was separated though right you could either buy you could buy like the three packs separately and then like if you bought them all you know, bonus I thought you were talking about the 3DS game, the Fire Emblem. No, Fire Emblem Warriors. Well, I guess it's okay. on. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's right. I think there are I think there are packs separate. Packs. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, for Fire Emblem Warriors, issue. you get like the there's like Dragon, pack, the Awakening pack, and the Fates pack. You yes. get like a bonus if you buy all of them. But I, I just I'm just curious if for like the big games going forward that are Switch exclusive, maybe if they're oh if they're going to stick to this like all or nothing type not. deal. I really with hope DLC. not. Like so, it's, it's like you, you, it's like you have to like all of it, or else you'll be you, you yeah. regret the purchase. Yeah, it's it's, it's also weird. worth mentioning that the uh, the Zelda DLC was twenty dollars total, and the Xenoblade Two DLC was thirty dollars total. You know, yeah, but you get those three random items, man. <laughs> I yeah, appreciate what you get, I guess. Um, for the uh, upcoming for the upcoming Super Mario Odyssey thing, they have they never announced like a, some sort of like season pass before no, that game came no. out, right? No, I don't okay. think they did. They I don't think they they kind of said that there wasn't any plans like that for that game okay because uh, i'm trying to remember like the, the upcoming luigi type or whatever thing is if that's paid or not i think it's a free update i think it's a free yeah i, I believe it's a free update i think they're they're better about that with mario for some reason zelda it's, it's like mario you're gonna put, you want to have a harder difficulty behind a paywall thank you zelda <laughs> jesus <laughs> christ you want to have like uh, map nodes you have to pay for it it's like stupid shit like that okay uh nintendo in a nutshell <laughs> last piece of news we've got here though Kind of surprising. Uh, I forget what the other game that they're also bringing along. I know that much, but like uh, Psych- Shadowverse. Oh, thank you, Shadowverse. Which, yeah. whatever. Uh, that's on Steam. It doesn't matter. Um, so, Psy Games is bringing Green Blue Fantasy to PAX East and Anime Expo uh, this year, which is crazy because that game, people don't know, Green Blue Fantasy was translated into English a couple, uh, yeah, a couple years ago, um, and it's been it's done professionally, so it looks great. Like everything is coherent. It's it's amazing. Uh, it's 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 very well done uh but it's not available on the uh western app stories at all you have to either get it through like uh, a separate app like Kuapp app or something like that or through a browser we actually got a guide on the site if you want to know how to get to it um so this will be its first actual official appearance in the west i yeah. just yeah. hope that the game actually is released in the west i don't have to like, no because it means we might have to worry about the fake grand order shit we have to like have a separate account <laughs> i don't want that yeah i, I want to transfer my japanese account i got like you a won't be account. able to they have to catch up with all that uh, actually it doesn't i guess it's not a big deal because it's still translated the only but, you know. thing about grand blue fantasy i care about is that relink game and i hope is that right relink yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. Project like all these stupid Japanese titles, but and, um, yeah, Alice said that too. Like that game looks interesting, but it, I hope like it can like, work standalone. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I don't I think know anything the, about Grand Blue Fantasy. It'd be they, nice if I could buy that game and not, not know anything about the mobile game and still enjoy it. Oh yeah, that's how the story is pretty so. standalone. Because from what I heard from this, 
from the synopsis is like it sounds like it's kind of like a standalone adventure. It's yeah, not obviously I know or there's going to be some connection. It's not going to be totally a new, totally separate thing. It's more but... like your connection to the characters because you remember them from the mobile game. But yeah, from all it sounds like, it's that they're making it definitely to be a experience you don't have to have played the mobile game for, which is yeah. In, interviews interviews with Platinum Games, uh, you know, suggest you know that they're they're saying that they're trying to design a game that you know that's that's accommodating for both newcomers, you know, for people who have a fondness for the for the Grand Blue characters, but you don't need to like have played like the mobile game to like understand what's going on in the in Project Green Link. And I think that bringing Grand Blue Fantasy here is kind of a weird like like gauge like a like of like uh, oh, this it, is actually had this this had, this sounds like a weird like strong a, western presence there's uh, got to like, be a t- yeah, it, it does a it does kind of feel like a step in gearing up for a localization of something my uh, guess yeah. is really I, like, I mean it's hard to say because I, I assume like there's like a big chunk of the what like almost 19 million players they've got now is from the west because of the cho- the translation otherwise they wouldn't put so much effort into it like every single thing they put out now every single content update is fully translated into english so uh, and on the japanese side of things so which is insane because like when you first joined like they were already well behind on on that stuff but they quickly caught up and you were able to like Every time there's an, an event now, it's fully English, uh, which is you know like unheard of when you think about it. Like you're talking about a game that gets like these constant con- content updates, uh, everything translated right away and professionally done. Like they hire a lot of contractors, so that makes sense. And uh, apparently they treat them very well, so that's part of the reason they can hire the best of the best. Um, this reminds me of um, yeah. when Sega started like demoing like like uh, like early Project Diva games at like the the earlier experiences, even though there was like still no like presence of like Katsune Miku game localizations yeah. but they just still demoed it there kind of I, I feel I feel like it's kind of moving in that direction like okay, oh like, you mean talking about Sega about... you want to talk about Fantasy Star Online 2 being deviled there oh I mean that Fantasy Star Online 2 is, it is what it is you know yeah it is what it is that's, that's, a, that's, that's a ship that's long sailed past but it's like I, I'm interested uh, well yeah, it's a good uh, thing we get Sword Art Online now yeah oh, that's a good replacement <laughs> as a substitute Dude, let me come on I want to say check this when, uh, when you go this year yeah definitely we're, we're definitely going to go see that i hopefully we can talk to them directly that'd be kind of rare yeah, hopefully because uh, cool. i mean obviously that was like the big unveiling of grand, a fake grand order in the united states uh was that so maybe they want to directly compete with them because fake grand order still is a huge yeah, money maker yeah. the, the the staff there is, uh, is cool like I, I usually check out the Shadowverse booths uh, at least once when I uh, go visit E3, I, see, I, I covered Shadowverse before. It's it's your typical trading it's card game. It's, <laughs> it's, it's got some neat animation, but you know it's it's your yeah. typical uh, trading card game. Um, so that's the news. Not a whole lot to <laughs> talk it? about. I mean, that's that's uh, that's what I was talking about. That there's there's very little uh, to go over. And I don't know if there's anything coming up this week worth getting excited over. Uh, is there anything uh, coming out? There's a um, Super Robot Wars uh, stream. That's coming right. Like I'm looking day. forward to that. All right, because that's actually kind of, actually now it's relevant now because it's going to be day and date with English release, right? Like no, that's no, uh, that, 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 that was getting the two games mixed up. It's the new Gun versus, right? Is that the one? No, the Gun versus already came out last oh, year. Oh so uh, wait, isn't that, there that, a new that, one that, What's the end of April? (laughs) Gundam Machine Versus 2 was announced for arcades. That's not getting out of the console. What's the the game coming out at the end of April? What am I thinking of? Uh, God of War? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Super Bowl Wars uh, X is coming out like uh, like the, the English release for Super Bowl Wars X is like maybe like a month behind the Jap- original oh, Japanese. Release. I don't know what I'm the, thinking of. Okay, Super maybe. Bowl Wars V was day and date with uh, with the Japanese. Okay, release. I'm thinking of something entirely different. Okay, whatever. We that Super Bowl Wars that's one thing. Uh, apparently, there's a huge uh, 
figure fest going on right now that we might yeah, wonder fest yes yeah. wonder fest uh so yeah let's wrap things up so you can always find us on rpgsite.net uh where we pull up the site real quick because I, I always like to advertise the stuff that we've been uh posted up on the site so far um yeah, Trails of Gold Steel 2 PC impressions, uh, review, excuse me, uh, from Brian. We've got that up on the site. We've got all the updates from the Nice America press event. I already discussed that before. We've also got a ton of Kingdom Come Deliverance guides, people who want to learn how to play the game better. Uh, that's up there. Also, we've got, my, an, end, um, uh, we've got an end game guide for Monster Art World. So uh, you might have heard us talking about Tempered Elder Dragons earlier in the podcast. Um, if you kind of want to know what, what's going on with that, we... Uh, pushed a guide page yeah so, and we've also hit. of course uh speaking james you've got your uh penny punching princess and uh what was the covert labyrinth <laughs> uh preview up on the site i'm trying to find all this stuff it's it's kind of hard with the site being so many guides uh the labyrinth of refrain coven of dusk preview we've got that up in the witch and letter night two previews up there too uh, i've also got like the thing i was teasing last week uh, my xenogears uh, study of the of the religious themes of the game. Uh, I've got the article up there with a video yeah, that I worked on. Then. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. It's uh, awesome. I worked hard on that, and I'm glad people. It shows. It. Thank you. Uh, me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's it was a, a very fun topic to discuss for my favorite RPG of all time, and it and, you know that will never change. Honestly, like that game still means so much. Um, so pe- be sure to check that out. You can also find us on Twitter at RPG Site, on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash RPG Net, YouTube channel, youtube.com slash RPG Net. You can always find us on iTunes, your favorite podcast app. Just search for TetraCast. Sometimes it just means TetraCast RPG Site. You'll find it our permanent Discord link, discord.me slash RPG Site. Finally, share where you can find us on Twitter. So where can they find you? Adam Reese. You can find me at A M R E E S E. Thank you. Uh, Josh. Find me at H D Kirin, H D K I R I N. Seda. K I N G underscore S E D A. James. Find me at the sweet, T H E S W W E E T. And Chow doesn't have a Twitter, so I can't say that. No, uh, his Twitter is at Twitter. Yes. Uh, oh, <laughs> at Twitter support. Wow, he, he's <laughs> Send all your complaints it. to Twitter support. <laughs> all right, great. He got and, Twitter. I didn't know. It's like, wow, he's lucky. Yeah. Mr. Uh, Twitter. Man, he's, no, I refuse he's, to get it. Yeah, you, you're doing the right thing. Because you'll be, you, yeah. <laughs> says a guy like using Great Blue Fantasy, you'd be you. sending like, all those help requests. <laughs> hey, imagine like, all that spam I would send every time I go in a raid. See, some guy, we, we had a guy named Simon <laughs> who worked for the site. That was almost all his tweets for like years. <laughs> and then he finally Check said, all right, that's my enough. character in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need oh, backup. Yeah, you can find oh, me God. also. You, uh, you can find me at Zachary. So yeah, that's it for the February seventeenth, twenty eighteen edition of the TetraCast. Catch us next week for one hundredth episode. So for then, though, thank you all for listening, and catch us next week. Bye, everyone. <laughs>